Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online Masters of Social Work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu. In what job <laughs> that people work does cat taint come up more than once? I don't know. Welcome to Cinema Sins. Welcome to Behind the Sins, presented by Cinema Welcome to Behind the Sins, a weekly look at everything going on inside the world of Cinema Sins. I'm Aaron Dicer, and I'm joined as always by Jonathan Watkins. Hello, hello. And Danae Hughes. <laughs> We write for CinemaSins and TVSins and do various other things inside the CinemaSins universe as well, including our own personal fanfares, apparently, from well, Danae. you know, you just got to go with it when you feel it. <laughs> right. Uh, how are you guys? How is everybody doing? Good. It's been uh, It's been a week, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Danae, you've had a lot happen in the last week. Do cool. you want to talk about that at all? Sure. Yeah, go for it. So uh, um, on Thursday... My my personal organizer was at my house. We're doing our next four hour session. Mm-hmm. We spent eight hours total in my office just getting through all the piles of papers and boxes and clutter and stuff that just kind of get yeah. shoved back in that room. And mm-hmm. about three hours in, I get a message from our realtor saying, if we want to be strategic about you you know, having a legitimate offer on this home that you guys found. We need to put your house on the market right now. And I was like, okay. So she puts it on the market. About 15 minutes later, someone's coming to see it the next day. Yeah. (laughs) So then it was like, I don't want to say panic clean, but it was like, Oh, I was there. We got to get stuff done. So yeah, then the next day from, I don't know, eight until one, it was, it was everybody jump on and, and clean. I was able to find someone that lives really close to me that does house cleaning. She came to the house to help. It was like window washing and floor mopping and sweeping and vacuuming and like... And staging and... Yeah. yeah. And thank God for friends who just... Like I texted Aaron and I was like, uh, apparently we're showing the house tomorrow. And, he, and he's like, well, you just put it on the market. I'm like, I know. <laughs> Things are happening fast. And you know what Aaron said, though? The first thing you said is, can I help? Yeah. Get yourself a friend like Aaron, whose Aww. first message is, can I help? I, You know, it's it, it's one of those things where it was all happening so fast for you guys. Oh, my god! And I was like, it has to be a nightmare over there, like, trying to figure out, can we do this? Is it going to, you know, show in time? I mean, thank God I've been working with this organizer person for, like, 
uh, I think that was our third session that we had done. And then we had also already been kind of pre-packing some things just to get the clutter and things out of the house that we don't need to have, you know, pack them and uh, yeah. sort of like that. We, we knew we were going to put it on the market. We just didn't know it was going to be that quickly. So, yeah, it was it was still crazy feeling, but it was all deep, clean, crazy and not, oh, my God, we have to do everything in the next 10 minutes. Crazy. Yeah. But in 24 hours, it, it sold that afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. In, so in 20, in 24 hours, you went from looking at a house, yeah. putting an offer on a house, yes. listing your house, mm-hmm. and selling your house. Yeah. All in 24 hours. I am admittedly a little brain numb about yeah. it all. Because, you know, there's all these things, and I'm going to skip all the details because it's a little bit too much. But that's basically like we had to do all of this in a specific order. And you sort of take a step back sometimes and you're like, I am just along for the ride. There are so many things that are at play that are way outside of my control. And they're all sort of coming together in this seamless feeling fashion where you're watching someone like, I don't know, weave some sort of really cool, beautiful piece of fabric. Mm -hmm. And you step back and it's just this gorgeous design, but it's all these tiny pieces coming together perfectly. That's sort of what it feels like. It's kind of the miracle of hindsight, right? Like, you know, you look back and you're like, how did all this happen? Yeah. So I'm in the thick of it. We're now closing on both houses on April 7th. You're like a month away from closing. And Sin Week is just right in the middle there. (laughs) Right. So we're going to miss a whole week of productivity. So we have a big plan we got a lot to do like this morning before even coming on down to to record i had to go you know write a check for the earnest money so that they know that we've got money and Mm -hmm. then i've got to go you know get this paperwork to the bank so that we can make sure to get our loan stuff going Mm -hmm. so now it's like adulting on that level where if you're in a house we've been in the house we've been in for six years you sort of don't have to think about it for a while and then you have to do it again so we're in the do it again part and then we got to move oh but we're gonna hire movers this year I wonder yeah, you if, have to hire movers. You have to. Yeah. I wonder if uh, Jim Varney, uh, when he was with us, uh, named his bank accounts Earnest Money. I wonder if that was... Maybe. Maybe. That would make a lot of sense. I don't know. I don't know, Vern. Um, <laughs> for anyone who hasn't bought a house, though, that is that is the worst thing in the world. Like, it is, it is the biggest pain in the ass. And it does... I don't think it has to be. Like... Uh, there's just so many legal hoops to jump through. But it's and- just... It's yeah. crazy because we bought ours four years ago and it's just, it's insane to me. Just every day you had to do something like yeah. you're signing a paper or you're sending over something they lost or they need another copy of, you know, your, mm-hmm. your, when you sold your soul to the devil or whatever it is they need. <laughs> but, um, it's just, it's insanity. I just, I just feel like there has to be an easier way. I just think the process is kind of I tell messed you what, up. When we bought our house six years ago, it was all, uh, it was all paperwork in person. And even yeah. when I bought my house previous to that, it was all paperwork in person. Oh, this is so, your third house. This is my. This is Danae's fourth house. That you're buying. Oh mm-hmm. wow. Yeah. I'm, oh my god. That I'm sorry, guys. I, <laughs> I, I do not recommend making this many poor choices. Two of the houses were a very, very bad decision. It um, happens. Did you did you end up like foreclosing or on one of them? I had to foreclose. The other one we're still paying on, but thankfully we've got somebody living in it that's actually paying rent. So, but well, we, like helpful. like we couldn't sell it. It's just you know it's a house that was built in like 1920. Right. You know, sort of in the more um, rundown ish part of town. So it's just harder to sell houses over there. So, but anyhow, that's you know people make dumb decisions. But now, it, like. Um, now I, she sent paperwork. It's all digitized. You mm-hmm. just click buttons. 
You don't even have to read anything. Thank God I've been practicing at not well, reading yeah, terms of service. That, that is a little easier. <laughs> I don't I don't read terms of service or agreements yeah. for any of the apps that I get or whatever. I just click accept. You've so had a lot of practice. I'm, I've got so much practice just clicking buttons. And I was just like, click, click, click. Wow, I just bought a house. <laughs> but you made that comment about that. You know, you've like 1% of you is refusing to be excited till you get the keys. Yeah. I totally get that. Yeah. I mean, because it, it doesn't seem like it's even going to happen half the time. Yeah. Yeah, we were in the, I mean, just a couple years ago, we were in the same situation. Uh, we, I think, bought this house about three years, three or four years ago. And uh, we were in a situation where the house we were renting, they were saying, you have to be out in 30 days. And we had nowhere to go. Yeah, and it that was, was crazy. And it was just like you, kind of a 24-hour period where we found this house. We made an offer on the house. We found out there were five other offers on the house. Uh, but mm-hmm. because ours didn't have any contingencies, mm-hmm. they accepted our offer, and uh, and it just bam, bam happened like that. And then we had to move like the next week. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, moving is not great. Uh, thankfully, I have like a, a I've got a plan in mind. Uh, this woman that I'm working with, she's so great at just sort of helping me. I, I'm someone who thinks of a thousand ideas and then I can't settle on one. Um, so she's like, this is what you want to do. And so that kind of just eliminates a lot of my mental overload. So I've got kind of a general plan and wow. that's what I'm, so that was my, that was my last, not even my last week. Yeah, That not, was just a couple days ago. N- I know <laughs> nothing of my past week, uh, bears any uh, mention after mm-hmm. hearing what you've gone through. So no, me either. But, I, I, I wrote a lot. That yeah. Was, that yeah, was, exactly. That was my week. But, uh, but congratulations. Thank you. Minus the 1%. Yeah, Minus the 1%. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's get into it, guys. Let's kick it off with the Sinside Scoop. What's he building in there? I've got a secret. I've got a secret. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. This is a true story. We're going to take a look at the videos from the week. It's kind of what we do here at Behind the Sins. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about the process of sinning them, how we felt about the piece of content in general. We like to start with TV Sins, and it was Breaking Bad again for the Monday video. Uh, this time the episode was The Fly. This is a Hughes Watkins script. Uh, this is uh, a bottle episode, is what they call this, where it all takes place kind of in one environment. And I'm going to talk more about bottle episode and keeping tabs. Very nice. Very mm-hmm. nice. Um, you guys wrote on this. Uh, so I'm curious, Danae, as somebody who hasn't watched the show, uh, and Jonathan is somebody who is, I think, watching it for the first mm-hmm. time and trying to keep up. Um, mm-hmm. What did you think of this episode? It's such a different kind of episode. <laughs> so you didn't like it, Danae. I can tell. <laughs> okay. So I don't know anything different. Right. You know, I've only seen the episodes that I was um, assigned. And so... Which is two? This one Which and just one other two, one? Two, right. Yeah. And and then I watched the one, you know, um, as they come out on our channels, I watch what comes out. The so, video, yeah. Yeah. So I, I kind of have a little bit of an idea of maybe what's going on, like Better Call Saul or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but what always is curious to me is when they're recommended because they're like fan favorites. Yeah. And so I kind of, on this one, I didn't know, I, I kind of expected action and that is basically opposite of what this entire episode sure is. well it, it's kind of the opposite of what this show is this show you know i mean there is action in it every once in a while but it's a very not really it's a very uh contemplative show yeah so i i i wouldn't say i hate i didn't I hated it I, I would say i didn't understand why but then through research 
I think I think I kind of started to grasp what made this particular one so exciting or mm-hmm. riveting to watch for someone. Yeah. And then in reading the comments, also people saying that they hated it when it came out. But now that they've watched the entire series, this has become one of their favorite episodes right. as time has gone on. So, yeah, it, it was a really interesting one to because it seems so out of place uh, mm-hmm. by what I expected. Yeah, Jonathan, what what about you as you've been kind of catching up? I mean, yeah, no, it was it was fine. I mean, it's a it's a great it's a great Cranston performance. Um and I I mean, I think that's mostly what the episode is about. Um Ryan Johnson directed it. Yeah, he did. Which is interesting. Um but um no, it it's a perfectly fine show. I episode I will say though like you know, as someone like, you know, back in the day when you, well, I mean, I guess they still have shows that have this many episodes, but like, I get like when a Star Trek show used to have like 26 episodes and they were spending like a lot of their budget on like the season premiere and the season finale and they'd have a big event in the middle of the season that they would have a few of these episodes where just for money reasons, they had to find something very simple to do. Right. Something creative. Uh, Breaking yeah. Bad's only got 12 or 13 episodes a season though. So I don't, I don't completely understand why they had to do this, but um, a lot of people really seem to love it based on what the comments are a lot of people saying like i don't get why people hate this show and i hate this episode i and uh i don't know a lot i mean i i haven't watched everything but one of the things i find really frustrating about this episode is i think one of the the exciting elements is supposed to be that walt almost reveals that he let jane die yeah mm-hmm. um which i had to look up because i totally missed all of that i mean it's it's probably for me the most traumatic thing that ever happened in the show just like there's no coming back for him after that for me like you know he's he's a villain at this point and as much as i don't want that like you know like that's what again one of the things i love about this show is it's not your typical anti-hero it's the idea of an actual person who probably had a lot of good intentions who actually turns into a villain not an anti-hero but a villain and Mm -hmm. it's just it's what a painful kind of journey and at the same time a fascinating thing to well, yeah, kind of experience. This, this show has a lot of weight to it. There's mm-hmm. there's consequences to everyone's yeah. actions. Yeah. What from what I read, I th- I think what I read was that it was essentially Walt choosing Jesse mm-hmm. and making this decision because he thought that if he let Jane live that Jesse was going to just continue to go, you know, turn into a a junkie yeah. and take this mm-hmm. money and yeah. then disappear. So in a way, he felt like he was protecting him by letting someone die. Mm-hmm. who was a bad influence on him. Um, so anyhow, the, in this episode, uh, Jesse, you know, drugs Walt with sleeping meds and which had to be the most fast acting sleeping meds ever because those are big fat pills and he just plops them down in the coffee. It doesn't apparently change the flavor of the coffee at all either. <laughs> and they just a couple little stippy stirs it up and then, you know, Walt begins to slowly fall asleep and you think that he's about to like reveal his part in it. I think that's what made it really exciting sometimes is because of this like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. is he going to let it spill? But he doesn't even do that. And I was really thankful that my sin made it in to that point because if it's supposed to be tension that he's going to reveal his part in Jane's death, he th- he doesn't do that. And he has plenty of breath left to do that. He mm-hmm. could have said whatever he wanted. And I, I don't know. I just... I, it would have been much better if he would have been like, I need to tell you something about Jane. And then he just falls asleep. <laughs> but he doesn't even do that. He's like, you know, I'm sorry. Why don't you come on down from there? We got to get working. Yeah. You know, it's just so, I don't know. We would have totally send it for, you know, the treasure is buried in the, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. trope, <laughs> cliche. So, is this the one where he does tell him that he ran into to Jane's yes. father? Yes. That's this one, he right? He talks okay. so much. There's so 
much dialogue in this. <laughs> and it's all, you know, metaphors and stuff that you're supposed to. And maybe that's another thing that people like. Is which, that they can kind of like which, get into it and, and, and think that they know what it's about. What is the fly? What is the possum? What are these, you know, things that they're talking which about? Which is the perfect segue to me telling how I feel about this episode, which is I love it. Um, but I am so geared towards thematic stuff metaphors mm-hmm. um the beauty of the way a uh, a story can be subtextual uh and this is an episode that does a lot of those things very well which doesn't surprise me ryan johnson does a lot of those things very well it's mm-hmm. one of the reasons i love the last jedi is for the thematic things the metaphor the subtextual stuff uh that's in that movie uh he is it's one of the reasons i love knives out so much is the you know that kind of stuff in that movie like he's just he's really smart about layering that stuff in and um and so yeah i was i was really uh impressed when i saw this and it was divisive at the time even at the time i think yeah. you know people were like didn't like it loved it kind of thing and i was definitely on the loved it camp but also i loved this show so much that i was also biased right like yeah. i think i was you know predisposed to love pretty much anything the show was was going to throw at me yeah so yeah for I, sure. I wrote down that this episode leans fully into a uh, character's uh, character centered de- centered development and symbolic obsession about a rapidly devolving moral center. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I think that was what I got from it is they're both struggling in their own ways with various things. Mm-hmm. And it all kind of comes out in these interesting, yeah. interesting ways. Yeah. Uh, you two wrote on this. So I will kick us off with some of the thoughts on the uh, the video itself. Uh, the fly saber. Um, you know, <laughs> and then just kind of the um, the shadowing of the fact that Ryan Johnson would be involved in the Star Wars universe, I thought was something that was uh, brought out very well. And I, I enjoyed that. Nice one, Jonathan. And uh, enjoyed the false tension, hollow recollection, recollections and regret. Uh, sin, I thought was good about the college girlfriend. Uh, oh, that one I had to have help on. Oh, yeah. And that one I was like, I don't know what to do here, guys. There's something here. Oh, that was on Discord. Yeah, I actually yeah. posted it on Discord. And I was like, okay, guys, <laughs> what do you think? Got a lot of really fun ones. And I, ultimately, I was like, okay, what do I do here? I went with one that was a little bit more vulgar that wasn't even suggested on Discord, but like the college girlfriend angle was there. And so I went with one that specifically said my college girlfriend's vagina. <laughs> but that, But the word vagina was cut <laughs> from... Like, we don't have to go there. And I was like, okay. It yeah, still works. We can, we can go there on this podcast. We can say <laughs> vagina like, all we want on this podcast. I like the like on Discord, like, hey, I've got this script to write. I don't have time. Guys, you guys just... Guys, uh, you... That's all I do anymore. No, I just... just yeah. I just, all, all my writing is done on Discord now. Um, so so I liked that joke. Uh, the uh, As You Wish outtake slayed me. And it won't be the last mm. Princess Bride outtake I mentioned on this show. Yeah. But, uh, but him fall... I just... I would never think like any time a character falls just to do the as you wish, especially falling like from you oh, know like, the ceiling or whatever. What a ridiculous fall. Uh, it just kind of kept going and it reminded me of Wesley going down the... I laughed oh so God. hard at that outtake. Uh, and then the fact that somebody uh, got in the pun uh, flying F. No, yeah. Was that the last sin? Yeah. 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 The, the fa- yeah I, I mean, the, the episode's called Fly and it's, I mean, it was hard not to throw in some I loved puns because we also did the, um, there was another one too I wrote down. It was the, uh, this episode is Fly Filler. Yes. yes. Yeah. 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 It's I built on a fly stuff. of lies. Yeah. What about you guys? Do you have any others you want to mention or any things about the video uh, that you guys wanted to throw out there too? I, you actually mentioned a couple I had written down and then that one about the fly filler and stuff. So I, I had nothing else to add. It was fun one to work on. It was, uh, it's one of those that's more challenging than most, yeah. which can be fun. These Breaking Bad scripts have mm-hmm. been tough 
for sure because it's so uh you know such mm-hmm. a, a talky show you know yeah it, it there's there's a ways to you have to kind of like figure out a way to say something the ones that i remember are all of a sudden there's a ladder okay where was that ladder earlier whenever Mm -hmm. walt was trying to get to the ceiling and then even though it wasn't you know tall enough it could have still been there or whenever he opens the door to yell at jesse and the sin about like okay now i'm stressing about where this fly is because you've just opened the door and the seal is broken so you know things like that kind of or I don't know, easier in a way to sin, but mm-hmm. yeah. um, yeah. We actually, we cut a decent amount from this one yeah, too. Because I remember Chris was even surprised at how many we had. Yeah, we had a lot. We really well, did. Good job. Yeah. Good job. I think it's a fun video and uh, and very well done. So great job. Uh, moving on to The Walking Dead. Uh, the episode was Walk With Me. This was a Dicer Watkins script. Dicer Watkins. And, I don't know uh, why I'm so singing. I apologize. And, gonna... and pretty much any Walking Dead script that, that you will find is going to be a Dicer Watkins <laughs> script. <laughs> Man, it is it is rough going back and watching these. It really is, isn't it? What? Like I, I'm, I'm sitting there watching these, and like I, I liked this show, or at least I watched this show. I, you know Maybe what? I, I didn't like it. No, I did like it, and yeah. I, I will say, um, what makes I, it bad? Well, here's here's what I'm going to say. This going back and watching this, the Governor season, or some of the mm-hmm. episodes from the Governor season, I think that was the last time I actually really liked the show. And then after the Governor storyline closed up. I just kind of stayed with it because it was a show I watched for, mm-hmm. you know, and until the Negan was kind of cool, like that villain was kind of cool, but it was so over the top. And then, you know, the baseball bat moment, I was just I was like, I, don't, I just don't need this in my life. Yeah, anymore. that was my last episode. I think we both had the same last episode. Yeah, I was just like, I don't need this in my life. In fact, I didn't watch that episode. I just heard enough people and I was like, you know oh. what? I, I don't even I guess I don't even need it. You know? Well, and for me, it was the one before that. I, I just watched it to see just out of curiosity how they were going to finish it but the one before that where they were just like going into that um going into that camp and like just stabbing people in the head while they were asleep and yeah i'm like these are people i'm supposed to be rooting for right yeah <laughs> and yeah. they're just brutally murdering people i you know i think it was it was an interesting take on the community dynamic uh, mm-hmm. enough that that's why i enjoyed it and the idea that there would be different groups of people in this survivalist situation how different groups would handle it that kind of thing was a little bit interesting to me um but i just started to realize that they weren't at all interested in the actual um world building of the show they weren't mm-hmm. at all interested in actually finding a solution or finding you know heading towards any kind of you know, uh, outcome there. It's just always going to be what gross way can we kill people in zombies and how are these people going to survive? And that just wasn't enough for me long-term. Yeah. I think, um, I think that's a lot of it. Like I think going back, I think we might've even talked about this the last time we talked about a walking dead episode is just knowing that it's not going anywhere. Yeah. Um, with that knowledge. Cause I guess when you were watching it back then, you're like, you know, you were curious to where it was going right. to lead. Yes. But now and you then have the disappointment. You found out it wasn't going to lead anywhere. <laughs> you're just like, ugh. But, and you know, the other thing that happened that that really clued me into that was the fact that we got Fear the Walking Dead, which was supposed to be an origin story. Mm-hmm. Which, how do you do an origin story that's not interested in world building? And it wasn't. It was like within three episodes, it was the exact same show as The Walking Dead, and it was just like, what is going on? Like, and didn't they eventually? Aren't they in the same timeline now? I, I have no idea because I gave up on that show real quick. Um, yeah, I, I, I've only seen the pilot actually but i i can't remember now i, I feel like they're somebody it's something like that like or they're very close to each yeah. other 
Yeah, anyways. anyways. Uh, I, of course, haven't watched it. Yeah. Um, and don't plan on, you know, watching it or getting into it. And as you guys talk about it, I think that I'm making a wise decision. <laughs> yes, I think you are as well. <laughs> One of the things I really picked up from the video is, like, for example, you guys pointed out, like, um, I think that was something about leaving meat to rot, creating some kind of an odor. Yeah, um, yeah. And then, like, well, the whole planet would be smelling like rotting meat. And I, you, you had sins similar to that where you're pointing out, okay, but that doesn't make sense for this world. So many right. times in this this little episode that it, you, it can, it's kind of obvious. You're both like, this is, this is, we're over this. We're <laughs> yes. over this. Why well, just, like Aaron dumb. wrote that sin about how they're, they're dumbfounded. Andrea and Michonne are dumbfounded that they can keep walkers out. Like how hard would that be? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You yeah. Have and, and they have walls. And they're also <laughs> appalled that they have walkers hanging outside like what kind of yeah. people are you that would hang and it's like how many times have you used walkers in stupid you know ways that are totally inappropriate you know what i mean like mm-hmm. it's i just yeah, like michonne's been walking around with right two walkers by her side yeah with all their limbs cut off and yeah. their jaws cut off you know it's like yeah. how is any of that you know yeah that girl's like i won't make excuses well you don't need to. you don't like, need to fine. like in this world but yeah <laughs> uh i also like to sin about um stop calling pregnant women oh saying that they're about to pop yeah that's my keeping tabs this, oh this week yeah so. well i'm excited to get there because i heard that quite a bit when i was pregnant and i was mm-hmm. like that's just not the visual that i want right going into this thing you know, I, yeah i've never thought about that i don't think i've ever used that term to be fair but but I, but yeah until that was until aaron wrote that i was like that's a good point um i also lo- liked the what was it uh oh come with me close enough real commercials like okay we're <laughs> yeah. done oh yeah because it's yeah. called walk with me <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're done okay we're done <laughs> the yep. post barn stress disorder was fun there was there was a lot of really just fun ones inside of this that was one of those where i think i think we kind of combined or mm-hmm. and added on to something yeah. i love that yep I, and that that's what makes it good is whenever you just like submit something and like there's something beautiful here keep well, adding to it and uh jonathan um came up with a sin that had uh the my name is merle joke in it and which i think is great uh great play on my name is earl and then with that that uh sin didn't quite work so we use the my name is merle in a different sin because it's so good yeah, and that'll yeah, happen yeah. a lot where mm-hmm. if there's a good joke that can or a joke name or a pun or something like that we can kind of shift it around uh if mm-hmm. you know if we find a better place for it so yeah, that was one of my favorites. Uh, finally, to my point about like the whole how does this work was the camouflage aspects, like thinking about uh, we use them like a camouflage repellent or something. Mm-hmm. And then just, again, questioning how does that work if zombies can't see them because of other zombies and then just mm-hmm. sort of questioning. You, uh, OK, so the, the feel is you guys are just making this up as you go along. Right. Because well, if- because in one of the one of the earliest episodes, they did this. And, and this was actually interesting where they covered themselves in like entrails and guts and whatnot it's gross but that actually made sense because they would smell like dead or yeah yeah but just to have some walker right next to you which how's that different than a walker that's attacking you it it just doesn't make any sense yeah it just basically means if you just wander around amongst them they won't even notice you well that's that's dumb and we know that's that's not the case that's dumb this whole so. thing is just dumb. <laughs> well, good news. <laughs> we're almost done. No, we're we're going to keep doing them no! for a while. So. There's a new season out. So stop uh, it. 
Stop. Um, so what else from the video? Uh, I th- the millennials joke killed. I was glad to see that. Lots of fun uh, for that in the mm-hmm. comments. I will say when I wrote that joke, uh, I I was I had cognitive dissonance because I hate millennial stereotypes. Yeah, I really do. Like I, yeah. I hate that that's the stereotype. It was just too perfect a joke uh, not to use. So um, so I ended up putting it in there. But uh, but yeah, that'll happen sometimes. What about you, Jonathan? Uh, based on this and the Fargo pilot that we send, I think Aaron has a real issue with the way people shovel and rake. <laughs> <laughs> Only when they're not doing it. Uh, well, I think that's probably, but that must that's like a background actor thing, I yes. guess. It is pretty funny to note. It's like, it is, it is, and I think the, the, the joke I used is always what it yeah. reminds me of. It reminds me of kids who don't want to eat their food and they just move it around the plate. And it's like, mm-hmm. you're not yeah. eating. Mm-hmm. You, you're just, you're playing or pretending. And it's like, yeah, they're pretending, but be a little and better pretender. in that pretender. same bit, we did that 22 seconds of the walking governor because it's ridiculous. <laughs> like, you just see him walk. Like, it, yeah. you see the whole, out. you see the whole thing take place of him just walking in real time. Yeah um it, it it's absolutely insane um why did i i wrote a note creative blowjob jokes are fun why did i write that because <laughs> they are oh that was the um <laughs> they say something about um swallowing it as hard and i said i'm tired of swallowing oh yeah, it's yeah, time, yeah, yeah i'm ready to spit because they they was that stupid thing about the if you're if you die you become one mm-hmm. um and um and then the baggy underwear showing out of the jeans guy. That was funny. I, you know, and it, it made me sad that I had already used the clothes. Their clothes would have fallen off, you know, thing. And I was like, I, I have to mm. mention it again, because if everybody's clothes would have fallen off, because obviously, you know, they're just, you know, bones at this point. Certainly the guy whose jeans sag, he would have lost his jeans like day one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, unless the zombies are really, you know, uh, concerned about hiking up their pants. You know, for as, for as upset as you guys are, I know I'm just kind of like, I'm pushing into that. You're not really upset, but. You know that you have to do all the Walking Dead and I don't. At least there's so many easy things to send. <laughs> it's right. just this low-hanging... Oh, no, it's, it's actually a fun show to send. Uh, it, is. Oh, it's it is. Low-hanging, rotting food. Or <laughs> yes, uh, rotting fruit, fruit hanging yeah. from the trees for you. Yes, exactly. Uh, also, real quick, a lot of people disagreed with us on the bow and arrow sin or the crossbow sin. Which, oh, yeah? I mean, that's fine. I, I did. We didn't mean to offend anybody that's really good with a crossbow, but <laughs> I just, I don't know. <laughs> They, that they seems think like there a very are that many people. Skill that not that many people would have, but whatever. Yeah, what, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, let's move on to music video sins for the week. Uh, Lil Nas X Rodeo um, was the video, of course. Barrett writing on this. Um, what do we think about this video slash this song? Okay, so I the the Lil Nas's voice is so interesting to me. He's mm-hmm, got mm-hmm. that depth. I kind of like his voice. Actually, yeah, yeah. I I don't I don't mind it. I don't know what the song is about, admittedly, but like there's something about. I don't know, just the tone of his voice. I really, really enjoy. Yeah. And it just seems like this kid is having a lot of fun making videos, making tiny little movies for us to ponder and enjoy. Whether they make sense or not, who cares? You know, it's just someone having fun. I feel like we're on a streak recently of videos that completely don't match their yeah. lyrics. Like just mm-hmm. completely so, randomness. So true. Um, yeah. And we're on this streak. And I'm just like, am I the only one that actually cares about lyrics and what the song is saying and yes. how that should really? <laughs> I feel like maybe I am. You are. Maybe I'm a, maybe this is a, you know, you know, just kind of some vestige of the past that I feel mm-hmm. like lyrics and message are important and nobody he does anymore that's right how um, do you feel about that aaron that's fine i mean i'm old it? i'm getting old i get it but uh i'm 
an old man. <laughs> I think I think as somebody who loves again themes, message, you know, metaphor, all that kind of stuff. Long I like thinking, conversations, long conversations about philosophy, talking about feelings, talking about everything. God, it's amazing we're still friends. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I would hope that there would still be people, uh, you know, coming into this world and existing in this world because there's a curiosity to that in uh, philosophical exploration of that that I think we need as a you know as a species. Uh, so I hope some people still no, care I, about that I stuff. I think when it comes to music, I think I, I tend more towards lyrics. Like I, I tend more towards songs that are more built around lyrics than just music. Yeah. I um, mean, just like I, just like I, we were, you know, you were talking about like the fly episode. Like I, I enjoy movies that are all dialogue, you know, mm-hmm. um, like Glengarry Glen Ross or something like that. Or but, um, so I know what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, the, the lyrics seem to be about the, uh, the idea of, um, give a man a fish eats for a day, teach a man to fish eats for a lifetime kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Like there seems to be an element of, you know, I could do this for you or you could, you know, learn, but it's kind of in this, you know, weird romantic relationship kind of way, which strikes me as a little strange. So maybe, maybe the message was just too abstract to even try to capture in a video, but to go like full thriller vibe was weird to me. I don't know. Barrett. Oh yeah. This is very thriller. Oh Uh, yeah. Let me know what Barrett said. Barrett said, I like everything about the song except the dumbass video. (laughs) (laughs) It has nothing to do with the song itself. And it's essentially discount everything with a little product placement thrown in there, which is so true. Those Doritos being eaten by a a vampire. Yeah. That seems ridiculous. I did enjoy uh, going backwards the uh, Gatorade sin. uh, (laughs) You do you. Breaking (laughs) Bad. Um, That said, this dude is living his best life, and I love that. He seems genuinely happy to be there. Sure. And is actually producing good content. His performance at the Grammys was arguably the best, but I just wish he had a little higher artistic standards when it comes to his videos. Yeah. But, you know, he's apparently like a kid. And so I'm sure it's like, I've always wanted to put vampire teeth on and wear fringe. Let's do this. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, any thoughts about the, uh, the sinning, uh, some of the sins in this, I guess I'll start. Um, uh, can, can we just talk for a second about how crazy it is that green isn't a primary color? Um, green, <laughs> I forget that. Right. Like, I really green, do. Like, it's been a long time since I was in elementary well, school. <laughs> green is such a unique color. And so you think of it like, yeah, red, why, uh, yellow, why, blue, why is green. It something a primary, isn't it because it can be mixed with primary colors? Well, well it's like it, red. You or, can't separate blue it. and yellow, right? Right. Yeah. Pri- primary colors can't be separated into o- other colors. They are just themselves. Yeah. Like red isn't a combination of anything else. It's just yeah, red. But green is a combination of blue and yellow. Right? right. It's a secondary color. Yeah. Yeah. It's so weird. It is one of the mysteries of life that, that yellow and blue make green. I, I, it is one of those I things I, I will never understand because green, green is, is also so my favorite cool. color. <laughs> It's like what? This... so green is so cool, but yellow and blue aren't. No, I <laughs> so really two no, lame colors and, make yellow, a great color. Red, yellow, and blue—the actual primary colors—are very cool. Like they're their own thing. But green feels like its own thing too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> purple, eh, you know, it's like no, purple? I can I can see the red and purple. I can see the blue and purple. You know, I never look at green and go, oh yeah, there's yellow in there. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's I guess that's true. No, I get you. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Anyhow, and, anyhow I just wanted to mention to that. Back to the sins that you like. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, the only other one I wanted to mention was uh, some derivative of Nas. 
uh, the sin that was like <laughs> that. That made me chuckle. So, what about you guys? I really liked. You know, for an actor, Lil Nas X <laughs> those is are a fun. really good rapper. Yeah, those are yeah, fun. Those are always good. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I liked so, so many of these. The, uh, the guy making it to the ATM to enter his pin correctly with mm-hmm. werewolf fingers and yeah. There's there's so much going on in this. It's 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 a fun one to sin because it's just so silly and I don't know. Yeah, but, a, but you know what really bothered me about it though? Sure, yeah. Is the whole question at the very end, who was on the phone in the first place? Now I can't sleep at night. <laughs> I don't know. But it's such a good question. Yeah. That is never answered. And if you're gonna release a little face. movie, you need to tell like you need to have a little resolution. Have a little resolution or like do like a to be continued type thing. You say you want a resolution. <laughs> but they have that great uh phone booth outtake though. Uh you know where he's talking on the phone in the video, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. but he put in Kiefer Sutherland's voice yes. on the other end. <laughs> so great! Uh, anything- I like the fringe on this suit is so large it's wearing him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was good. So too. much fringe. Very nice, uh, very fun. Let's move on to Cinema Sins for the week. Now, this is one of those strange weeks that even as a movie critic who sees a lot of movies, like most of them, I have seen neither of these films. Whoa. So uh, this was an interesting one for interesting. me. Uh, Why didn't you see Adam's Family? Did something else just come out that week? I, You know, it seems like Adam's Family just came out. I like, yeah. I, it was there, in October, yeah. Yeah, there must have been something else out that week, uh, I'm guessing. Interesting. I'm Especially considering it was award season, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised that there was... And you didn't miss anything, but I was just curious. Yeah. It uh, doesn't appear that I did miss anything with either of these movies. <laughs> uh, let's start with The Boy. This is uh, an Atkinson-Watkinson script, as I uh, wrote in our yeah, notes. Yeah, you did. Atkinson-Watkinson. <laughs> it's just so easy to do. I just, I've done that several times, I think, What was really funny for me whenever I saw that, though, was because Jonathan said, so I'm Watkinson now. Yeah. And, and then I went back in, and he wrote on another one, and you had written his name correctly. Yeah. So I was like, what? What did he miss? And it's, it's it took ju- me forever to figure it out. Yeah, it's just when it's Atkinson. <laughs> but I love Watkinson. Yeah. Can can I be Dicer skin? No, it doesn't quite work no. as well. It doesn't work Ooh, as well. That sounds like a that like, sounds like, like, sounds like foreskin or something. Yes. Oh, that's weird. It's, yes. Basically, it's my name when I'm wearing my uh, my singlet. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> hey, look, it's Dicer skin. It's too many visuals. <laughs> too many. Too much uh, is. <laughs> Anyhow, Atkinson Watkins uh, script. So Jonathan and Chris wrote on this. Um, so Jonathan, I'm assuming you're the only one that's seen it. So tell That'd us, my guess. tell us how you feel uh, about this movie. Is it as bad as um, it looks from the sin video? I, I I like this movie. It's um it's like a it's just a solid movie. It's um it's a really cool um slow burn for about two thirds, and then it just goes in a completely different direction for like the last 15 minutes. Which when you can pull that off, I I'm, I'm totally on board and I totally appreciate it. And um, this has one of my all-time favorite uh, movie-going experiences. I saw this in the theater. Uh, I guess it was like maybe the Thursday night show, and there's probably like 30 or 40 people in there. And when the twist happens where you find out that the the boys, there's a boy in the walls, um, like the, the mirror explodes, and then these two hands come out. Uh, and then, you know, pretty much everyone in that audience, we were just all audibly like, what the fuck? Yeah. And it was just kind of one of those like really fun uh, uh, theatrical moments, I guess. Even though it's not like one of my favorite movies of all time, but it but it's definitely a memorable theatrical experience. Yeah, it seemed uh, like the movie spent so much time with it just being a doll and weirdness 
mm-hmm. that you sort of maybe like in your mind have so much time to mm-hmm. just think that it's not there's not a person involved that it's just something supernatural so yeah. then to see a human show up so late because whenever the sin said like with 15 minutes to go i was like 15 minutes that's crazy pants yeah and i think um I think that this director is pretty decent. Uh, William Brent Bell directed it. I think a lot of that has to do with him too, just the way he shot the reveal and everything. Um, um, I'm, I'm actually kind of curious to see what he does outside of the boy franchise. Uh, he just directed the recent sequel that came out too. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I like it overall. I think it works because um, you you don't know what's going on. So I think that's intriguing the whole time. And like, how is the, is you know, is it supernatural? But then when you go back and rewatch it, for sin's purposes it's pretty amazing that they didn't figure out there was somebody in the walls because right i don't i don't know why they would think anything i mean like the idea that there's another person in the house never never enters anyone's brain they right. just accept the whole like oh brahms is a supernatural thing it's just a thing yeah and uh <laughs> Well, and then like, you guys point that. you guys point out too that like even whenever there's that moment when there's something super creepy happening, and and then there's like this boy's voice rather than like a mm-hmm. grown man's voice. Yeah. So that's is that ever explained? No, I think it's just. I mean, I think you're just supposed to think that the dude's just insane. Which okay. I mean, I mean, he's living in the walls, and um, right. You know, let's talk it, about what on this the movie age is. They give you in the movie, he should be 33. So. So, so I have so many questions about this movie. I did did not read. I should have read the spoilers on it. Yeah, and then maybe I would have I would have fewer questions. But at the same time, we've gotten feedback that you guys really like it. Whenever I just ask like a whole bunch of questions about a movie, so I didn't know what to do. Ask away, Jonathan. will answer. Okay, Jonathan. Mm-hmm. Questions. So when he was little, he killed a little girl. Yeah, that's what you're supposed. To, that's what you're led to believe. And, he. Um, I can't remember now if it was like more accidental or what, or maybe they don't even really completely specify. But okay, uh, a little girl died at his birthday party, and uh, most people thought that he was involved. Okay, so and then there was a fire at the house, and so the parents just decided to say that he died in the fire. So they know the, he's alive as no, an adult. They know he's alive. Absolutely, one hundred. Percent, yeah. Okay, but they've but, been just uh, they've been they've been uh, they've had this uh, what do you call it? Uh, they've just been acting basically like they've been raising this little doll this whole time. Like that was kind of like a coping mechanism for them. So this is like Phantom of the Opera in a way, kind of. Yeah. You know, where like this kind of psychotic person lives behind the scenes and then has these mm-hmm. really crazy fantasies. Um, so does he? Does he kill all the people who come to take care of the doll? Well, I mean, I don't. They don't talk about anybody that. Um, they don't talk about anybody that before her. So oh, okay. I'm we not sure know. how long they've been doing the charade, but um, but I mean, the townspeople know about him and stuff. So I guess they've been doing it a while. Um, so the townspeople and they only they only kill one person in this movie, right? Um, but I will say about the sequel, which uh, the sequel actually I didn't mind that much either. Chris and I just did a mini pod for that. That'll be coming out later this week probably. But um, they uh, uh, they retcon the shit out of this movie. Uh, oh, interesting. <laughs> hey, can I ask a can I ask a question? Is is the Conjuring universe the second most successful expanded universe? 
I don't know, maybe. Does it go Marvel and then Conjuring? Like, I can't think maybe. of another expanded universe that's... I mean, I mean, are you talking about money? Yeah. Because, I mean, I would think DC would have more money. Well, yeah, I guess I'm talking about a combination of number of films made, money made, and um, critical reception. Um, I mean, the Yeah, con- I would guess so, because I can't even really think of that many more. Yeah. That are, yeah, they usually just fail. This isn't Conjuring, though. Oh, this isn't the Conjuring universe? No. Oh, what is? I thought the boy was one of the dolls from the. No, that's Annabelle. Right. No. But I just the boy I thought... has nothing. The boy's its own thing. Oh, I thought the boy was Annabelle's brother or something. That's... No, <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, I will say the sequel though feels more like an Annabelle movie. Well, listen, uh, if I've ever exposed my, uh, you know, my lack of credentials in the horror world, I just did it there, and that's fine. I just I mean, it might as well be. I mean, I know what you're saying. I mean, it feels it's kind of in that vein. And it might have been it might have been optioned because of that too. Yeah, so many creepy uh, doll movies. Because this came out in 2016, I think. I can't remember Man. when the first Conjuring so you've came got out or when Annabelle. An- huh? Annabelle, the boy, the Chucky update, the Toy Story had the mm-hmm. creepy doll in it. The creepy dolls in it. Like it's it's creepy doll time. Yeah, again. Yeah, I Man. mean it's like it's it's the late 80s all over again. It's amazing. um let's talk about the video itself uh obviously i think the big hit in this was it was all the candles wasn't it and then yeah (laughs) i love it he died on his eighth birthday it was all the birthday candles yeah i love that one so much so good (laughs) yeah it's so well done yeah we both wrote stuff uh that was definitely chris but we both wrote stuff just on that scene where there were all those candles lit Oh my goodness! It was just nuts, and then and then he came back to it with that too, which was great. It's just all the. And here's the thing. Here, I I just want to say this: there are people who wish that what we did was just actually catalog mistakes in movies. Right? There Mm -hmm. are those people who wish that's what we did, but you would never get those legitimate ones. Like their ones. Sure, and that's a whole other conversation to have. But even if even if it's their legitimate ones or our legitimate ones, you would miss out on on such fun stuff like this. This this is not Mm -hmm. a sin of the movie. No. One would say it is, but it's so it's so it's funny. such a great callback. It's so funny. It gives the narrator personality. Mm-hmm. It's clever. I you know, this this is why uh for me, I don't understand when people want, you know, cinema sins to just to be kind of that straight laced idea mm-hmm. of, you know, here mm-hmm. actually like, you know it's, it's a well, it's so better a, this way. We're a humor brand. Yeah, it's so much better this way we're as a comedy. Yeah. yeah. We want to make you laugh. Exactly. And also point out ridiculous things like, you smashed that doll to pieces. How did you put it back together? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which well, is even like behavioral sins in this. One of my favorites was Chris Ritt, the one where it's, I can't imagine the psychological logistics it took to get her into do me mode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, or like something like, I just realized this doll looks like Jared Kushner. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. I, I thought you guys would, I, I thought for sure you guys were going to bring up the GIF sin. Oh, of course. Yeah. It's in my list as well. <laughs> Well, um, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, it's definitely on mine too. Oh, but also, I do have thoughts from Chris too. Do you oh, yeah, to, yeah. Go ahead. I, okay, yeah, go ahead. please. Uh, Chris said, The Boy is one of those movies where you're willing, no, sorry, you're writing sins, and then a twist happens that makes you have to delete like five to ten sins that you wrote. Oh my God, I hate it when that happens. <laughs> Don't you hate that? Yes. Like, yes. It's so frustrating. You're like, oh, yeah. these are good. And then the I movie. I mean, in this one, I knew, but yeah, but when you don't know, that <laughs> uh, sucks. Uh, he said, still, this movie isn't all that good. It's not terrible. The worst thing by far is a setup. 
Lauren Cohen decides to take a nanny job in England to avoid her abusive ex-boyfriend. Maggie so, from The Walking Dead, by the way. So mm-hmm. there's a dour subplot. And of course, the boyfriend factors into the movie. That's a decision I wish that movie had changed. The entire thing involving that dickhead. The biggest story here, BTS-wise, is that this was supposed to be a summer 2019 video. Mm-hmm. The Boy 2 was set to come out in August, we think. It was pushed back to December. And then finally it came out last weekend. Um, So I had my half of the script done back in june says chris he's Mm -hmm. they've just been kind of we've been sort of waiting (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh he watched it again recently to refresh his memory before um actually going through the combine process of putting all the sins together but this is one that's been cooking for a long time yeah so that's kind of a fun little behind the scenes stuff. And you brought up the abusive boyfriend thing too. That was, we got a lot of play out of that because that was irritating because this, it's like, I don't understand this whole thing where movies have to just have like multiple villains. It's like, you've got like a potentially killer supernatural doll. I don't need some generic, uh, right. There, there had to be a better way to come up with her being there. Yeah. You're, you're gilding the lily yeah. at that point. Yeah, because we have yeah we have that one scent at the like, end where it's like you know this is a we name all the types of movies it is and then you know our slash quotient is full we don't have room for you <laughs> yeah. Cole <laughs> yeah it's true it's like can't she just need a job why does it have to be something else well, and, and then... also it's one of those it's one of those silly things that we we bring this up too it's one of those silly things where they have to have somebody they have to they feel like they have to have a victim too they have to have somebody get killed right. And so he's in like a the character easy piece scapegoat. like this. They're not comfortable killing off the the two main characters, so mm-hmm. they throw in this third person that and, we don't like, give a crap about. When the parents get home, they're just going to see this crazy murder scene in the house. All okay, like- so they they killed themselves in the movie. Whoa, what? <laughs> they're leaving. Yeah, I thought we. I don't know. Maybe we don't. T- we don't show that scene. But um, yeah, they. Um, their their plan was to find somebody to take care of Brahms for the rest of the, their lives because they wanted to go. They were done. So they uh, they they go off to wherever they're vacationing. They drown themselves. Jeez. So they're never coming back. Well, that makes me very uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned yep. the, the GIFs in. Uh, I, I did want to mention that. I thought Way that to was try real... to turn it back to the positive. Uh, sure. Hey, listen. <laughs> hey, listen. Let, let's, talk about, my job. let's talk about Jeff Gift peanut butter. Let's, <laughs> this is my job. It's my job. Uh, and then I had two puns that I wanted to mention, of course. Uh, Cole Trickle uh, was really funny. <laughs> and, uh, and then Persona Non Greta was just brilliant. Uh, I really liked that. Uh, so yeah, the cold, the cold trickle, like uh, that, that just worked out perfectly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What about you? Do you guys have any others that you wanted to mention before we move on to Adam's family? Um, one of the early ones I really liked was the power of boners that prevented the heads up about Brahms, the doll. Yeah. Um, uh, and they were acting like all hurt that she was not, you know, acting like the doll was real or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that that was kind of funny to me yeah, i'm sorry i'm still super creeped out by the whole parents decision hey, you thing. know it's very because creepy no no no, it and... changes it changes so much about what i thought was happening yeah that means that they left they didn't tell her that they were going to do that right no so they just like left her to, to take care of a grown man in the walls yeah. and not these tell are, her these are also people that have been playing this charade their whole lives yeah, so i don't think okay. their mind yeah. was exactly that's true right. i mean that's true hey danae uh-huh. um yeah. i appreciate you making it so i have to transition us out of that uh, awkward twice you know it was it was fun to do it once okay well i have a i have a transition oh good (laughs) my favorite outtake was the colombo outtake about the gum so good holy crap oh yeah that that worked out perfect as someone who loved colombo (laughs) i my mom and dad would always watch like Mm -hmm. the old um 
uh, crime shows. Uh, what was the a murder she wrote was on mm-hmm. all the time. Columbo was on all the time. We had very similar childhoods in that in that vein. I watched Columbo and Murder, She Wrote, my mom all the time. I thought he was the coolest. And so to hear his voice, well, first mm-hmm. I had that thing, I had that thing in my head where I was like, wait, I know that voice and I'm trying to figure out what it is. But why is he talking so specifically about gum? Because mm-hmm. it's so perfect to the movie. Like it was such a perfect outtake. And then I realized it was Columbo and I was so happy. <laughs> yeah, yep. Chris actually did do that outtake. I, I didn't, but that is, but Columbo is one of my all time favorite That's shows. That's amazing. That was such an amazing find. Like, bravo. Good old Peter Falk. Oh, love Oh, it. I miss him. Um, all right, let's move on to Adam's family. Uh, this was a Hughes share joint. So, uh, Danae and Barrett writing on this one. Always terrifying to write with one of the big guys. <laughs> Always terrifying. <laughs> um, did you survive? You feel like you survived? Yeah, I think I, I, I think Barrett I did. didn't try to fire you this time? <laughs> Not like this time. No, no. Thankfully, I made it. I think I made it through without some embarrassing revelation about our differences. <laughs> Listen, if you can spell judgment with an E and still oh, work here, then. I'm here another week. Right. Super so shocked. I think you're safe. <laughs> Did you come up with up close cat taint? Um, no. That was oh. that is literally the first thing on my list. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't mean to keep taking stuff from you. <laughs> no, no, it's great. It's just fu- it's so funny. It's uh, I chuckled. I laughed so hard. Uh, it was the first thing I wrote down too. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's a good one. Oh wait, you mean I'm the sure universal you wrote one? Good stuff too, the Danae. universal logo? <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was me. I I wondered if it was. But- I I was thinking of another video where there was something about cat tape. Oh, okay. No, yeah. So you did write that. No, yeah, yeah, that was me. In what job... That people work. Does cat taint come up more than once? I don't know. Welcome to CinemaSins. Here's what it was. Here's what it was. I was trying to think of, like, you know, we we always send logos. What's a way I could send this that's super different? Mm -hmm. And so that's... It's perfect. That's what happened. It's beautiful. Yeah. It is a beautiful thing. (laughs) Um, Let's talk about the movie itself first. I imagine you have some comments from Barrett. Sure, yeah. uh, That you could read. And then I'd like to hear your thoughts on the movie since you watch it. I haven't seen it. Jonathan, have you seen it? I have, yeah. Okay, then both of you can kind of talk about your thoughts on it. But why don't we start with uh, Barrett? Barrett said, I actually really liked the animation, especially the quality. It was odd, but I appreciated it. The story is but though, and I'm just going to second that. Yeah. Um, none of the narratives really make any sense. The Fester character voiced by Nick Kroll, who I love, was nails on chalkboard. It was so bad. I have to agree with that. Mm-hmm. And there was no exploration about them as a family unit. Uh, Charlize sounds bored, which I didn't even realize that was her yeah. until I think my second watch. Um, I just thought they could have done much more with this material. I really like the 90s versions. And I'm going to second that. In a lot of ways, I really thought that this movie was it was relying on the quirky weirdness, but then that didn't follow through. Um, mm-hmm. There was a lot about family, but they kind of did that forced thing like, oh, we just want you to be something that you're not. But that's not at all what it was about at the beginning. Right. So it was just like it kept making itself have tension and like making itself have these twists and turns that don't even make sense to the world. Like wanting the family to stay in this happy peppy town, which is completely ridiculous. Um, so, yeah, I when you really start to poke holes and question it, I just didn't really enjoy it. I didn't mind the animation style uh, that was brought up a lot in the comments. Um, Apparently, that's sort of like the original cartoon style from like back in the day when it was in the newspapers and stuff like that. So I didn't really I didn't really mind the narration style. I was more frustrated with just how the plot. It could have been something so much more. And when we send Adam's family um, the 90s video. Yeah, right before this one came out, I guess. When we send that one. Yeah. 
uh, same kind of like had that fish out of water feel when they have to leave their home and then mm-hmm. they have to live, you know, out in the real world. And there's these weird differences, like with grandma Ma going and killing cats and saying dinner's late, you know, and that kind of whole thing. Our, our sin in that moment was we want to see this movie where they're kind of in the real world. But, and then in this one, when they do go out into the real world, it's such a plasticky fake space, which I think the point that they're trying to make is like on both ends, you could have that fake person who's not allowed to be themselves, whether you're quirky Adams or you're a regular person forced mm-hmm. to live in a plastic land, mm-hmm. kind of a feel. Um, but it, neither of them 100% work. Yeah. Uh, but you're missing some fun story. There's just, there's something missing from the story. And that made me sad because I wanted to like it because I like the Adams world. So I'm very, very, very uh, on the same uh, plane as Barrett. What about you, Jonathan? What did you think when you saw it? Uh, Yeah, this movie is not good at all. Um, I don't even like the animation. I'm I disagree on that end. I don't like the animation. I, that's one of the problems I had with it. Um, I guess it's similar to the newspaper style. I don't really know. That makes sense. I can't remember that artist's name though. Now, um, I watched. I don't. I might just not be a big Adams Family person though. I watched the show as a kid and reruns. Um, and I remember kind of enjoying it. I'm not a fan of the '90s movies, although I think they're way better than this. Um, I also thought it was weird that if I remember correctly, the plot or the story in the first one is that doesn't aren't they real estate developers and they want to buy they want to use the Adams land to do something with. I'm is not that even not sure. Right? I, I'm not even sure I remember. Um, and then in this one, it's kind of similar to that where I mean, it has to do with the neighborhood being built up around them, but it still felt very, very similar. Yeah. Um, and then you guys pointed out in the video really well about, and maybe you kind of touched on this just a second ago too, Danae, I think you did, but that uh, Gomez is like the idea that he's really excited to like just be normal. Yeah, it was weird. That's really weird. Yeah. Uh, and, and they and they act like, we didn't show this part, but they even act like uh, when uh, Pugsley bends down to drink the water when they're in the town mm-hmm. uh, and um, Morticia's like, leave some for him like they <laughs> they know that they're different and so it's weird to me that they would be i just even in the in the adams family video that we did uh, months back there's just so many questions about what is normal in this universe yeah the movie yeah from an outside perspective as somebody who hasn't seen it it appears to me that this is a movie that doesn't care one iota about being authentic or real in any way like i i the sin about where the light source comes from for the magnifying glass Mm -hmm. is the perfect example of this that is uh, a ridiculous uh Mm -hmm. you know thing to show that she could be starting a fire with the light from her room yeah like it's just it's it's very stupid or building that machine in inside the classroom to revive all the frogs right uh the original artist by the way is charles adams yeah i was just about i just looked that up i was just about to say that that's interesting if you look if you do a google search for original adams family cartoon it really is very similar to the yeah, um, to I this see that movie, now. which is it's kind like of in a, the the seventy like, three one. Is that what you're looking at? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a nice little homage, which I think is appreciated. Well, that's cool. Yeah, that's so cool. I don't know. I would say. I would hope that this the premise of the movie, you know, is that they get married and they want to leave to find something that's more like them. So they come across this abandoned place and they just move in. And then 13 years later or something is when you've got Pugsley and you've got Wednesday and then the the fog clears.
neighbors and they realize that there's this town that's been built up by Margot and she's doing this reality TV show trying to sell this property, but their house is a big eyesore. And so she wants to go redo that house so mm-hmm. that she can sell all her properties. Yeah. And that's kind of the general idea of it. And then mixed in with that is this idea that Margot's daughter wants to be more goth and Wednesday wants to be something else. But her whole development is it's super teenager teen angst feel where her mom is actually accepting her her mom says i accept you however you are and then the next day she shows up in pink and she she's like i I, that's too far for me but when Mm -hmm. and wednesday wasn't happy until she pushed her mom to the edge then she's like okay i'm not accepted here i'm leaving listen i was a teenage girl once this is real life like you do that you want to you want to push and find your edges and that's okay but it still it just didn't feel it just still felt so forced for it, yeah i don't know and then she kind of like appears back to quote unquote save the day but they should all be ecstatic that they're about to die right because they love that stuff <laughs> it's just a weird one but yeah. anyways so i i uh i think i would maybe not recommend this one yeah you know um i'll talk about a few other things from the video that i enjoyed uh whoever did the rinsing a dish uh sin uh thank you <laughs> Thank you very much. I, I, I actually, I'm the opposite. I disagree with that. You have to rinse the dish. No, no. It's such, is, yeah, why you do you do, have you a dishwasher? Clog up your dishwasher. Listen, this is no. this is why I wrote the sin. I know. It's such a controversial it is. conversation. It is, it is which well, side of the toilet paper kind of somebody three hundred bucks to come unclog your dishwasher for you. Your dishwasher is designed, at least if it's a fairly new one, it's designed no, to take know. care of that stuff. But I mean, I don't know. I just I feel like stuff gets. I mean, if you, but it's it depends on how quickly you're going to wash them. Because yeah. if you if you load your dish was dish as you go and then you don't wash them for a couple of days you can't leave a bunch of crap on there because it won't get washed off yeah I'm, i mean you could <laughs> <laughs> i don't know <laughs> anyhow uh i i super appreciated that um you know it is i as someone who uh, agrees that you shouldn't have to rinse your dishes but lives in a home where we've decided to rinse our dishes before we put them in the dishwasher that's I just, the correct thing to do yes, i just felt <laughs> I just felt heard. You know, I felt seen. It was nice. As somebody, I, so when I wrote that, I was like, this is going to trigger so many people. And uh-huh. that's part of my job. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you're going to rinse it, just throw some soap on there and wash it. Like, yeah. why are you even, you know, like, just throw some soap in the sink and just go ahead and wash the dishes. <laughs> um, so anyhow, uh, I did appreciate that. I also liked um, the fact that we referenced Bruce and Melancholia Moons in two videos this week. Yeah, little, we did. The Lil Nas video as well as this one yeah um so i thought that was great both barrett by the way yeah he yeah he definitely uh, notices the he's the like big moons. those moons man and that was a real big moon uh yeah yeah it's a giant moon uh i like the stomach eyeball uh <laughs> sin thanks uh, that, was, that was a fun one to write because like, when where, you look at it you're right it's like what is, what this? is this thing is he just he has a hole in it and his, his actual this? stomach eyeball is coming through no like what is that <laughs> i was so confused yeah no totally oh uh and i don't even remember what was said before this line uh, but I laughed so hard that I'm, I'll mention it. Grandma stole my greeting to my balls. That was very, uh, <laughs> isn't that hilarious? I laughed so hard when I read and that. And I don't even remember what was said. I just, and, I Hello, knew my lovely uglies, or yes, something like that. Yes, that's what it was. Hello, my lovely uglies. <laughs> or something. Yes. My beautiful uh, uglies. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was so great. Uh, and then my second Princess Bride outtake that I want to mention, uh, you were supposed to be the Colossus, and yet he gains yes. as he's climbing the, the wall. is uh-huh. just so great. In fact, all the outtakes on this video are just superb. I agree. 
Um, yeah, it's it's a. It's I was a great responsible for some of them. <laughs> Nicely but done. I, but I agree. The ones that I wasn't responsible for. Okay, can we talk about the missed one? Sure. Because it's mentioned in that the comments. That was so wrong. I have that written down. <laughs> okay. 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 That is so in the comments. And as someone who never saw the mist, I have zero understanding of what's going on. Well, and I don't think you'll ever see that movie. Right. Um, so can we so, talk about yeah, it? Yeah, I'll spoil it for you. Uh, spoilers on the mist if you were ever planning on seeing it. It's been out for a while, so I don't feel Which too bad doing this. Great movie. What do you think of it? I love it. And a part yeah, of the reason amazing. I love it is because of the end. Because oh, it's wait, willing to take that risk. Ending. That's yeah. not the ending in the King story. Yeah. Um, and Stephen King likes it better. He was like, Darabont made a better ending than I did. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. We didn't do spoilers when we talked about Breaking Bad and walt and jane yeah you're right you're yeah some things are just out long enough that you kind of you know okay it's understood but anyways this is about a group of people trying to survive this weird mist that comes to their town that has like uh, monsters or aliens or something in it that's just like killing people okay 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 and the end of the movie they are in a vehicle and basically have given up you know the mist is all around them you can hear the monsters and he only has one bullet left and it's him in or is it her I can't remember. It's her and her. No, there's four people in the car. So he has like he has he has four bullets left, I guess, because he's going to he's about to kill himself. Oh, I thought he only had one less. I thought he he Mm -hmm. I thought he sacrificed a bullet for himself and killed everybody else in the car. But anyways, maybe maybe there's three then, but there's definitely four people in that car. But then as as soon as he's done killing everybody else, you see sirens and lights. One less bullet than needed is what was written in this. Okay, so, yeah, that's what I thought. I thought he didn't have a bullet for himself. That that makes sense. Yes. And so. And so as soon as he, like right after he actually kills everybody, they're saved and they all would have been fine. <gasps> and that's how the movie ends. No, <laughs> that's horrible. <laughs> right. <gasps> but also very good storytelling. It's I mean, incredible it's, storytelling. Yeah. yeah. He kills his friends and then and family. Yeah. Survive. And his family. Yeah. I didn't want to tell you all the details of who's in Wasn't the car. Was it his kids? Uh, listen, I didn't. Oh, jeez, Louise. <laughs> Mother Mary Pete the dragon. <laughs> Sorry, I should be laughing. But I love that outtake. But you pulled Pete the Dragon. That's When I say the missed outtake is so wrong, I mean that in the best way possible. Oh my God. So aren't you glad? No, I should have never asked. That's awful. I mean, thanks for telling me. Now I'm ruined forever. Yeah, yeah. Anyhow, so so anyways, the outtakes on this video are incredible. I really like them. What anything else from the video that uh, you guys wanted to mention? Danae, if you can recover um, it all. I liked that we're saying Demolition Man was Wesley Snipes' high point. Nice. Until Dolomite is my name. This guy was in Jungle Fever. Right. He was in Major League, New Jack right. City, Mo Better Blues, The Water Dance, King of New York, Passenger 57. But we're going with Demolition Man, <laughs> <laughs> which I love Demolition Man for the yeah. record. Um, I also, uh, in a house that's enormous, they couldn't give Lurch a room where he could stand up properly. That was just odd. We, we, we actually point that out in the other video as well. Like just the treatment of Lurch. Like, yeah. can we not get him... A room in this massive house oh, that actually then, fits in. Oh, and the origin of Lurch in this is so it's problematic. It's so weird. Oh, what is it? I don't know. I haven't seen it. He was they, standing in the road ahead. wearing a straight jacket that apparently was from the abandoned... Asylum or something? Asylum. Mm-hmm. And they hit him in their vehicle because I think Thing was distracted driving when okay. he was changing the... I don't know. any. And, and so then their Morticia and Gomez are... 
excited because they killed someone, which was weird Mm -hmm. because they weren't killing people when they needed to defend their lives from the townspeople. But anyways, then they just go over to him and then he goes, and he like rips out of his clothes and then they hand him their suitcases that had also fallen off in the accident and just said, hey, make him a slave. Yeah, they just (laughs) turn him into a slave instantly. (laughs) Okay. And then they go up. And he's naked? No, he's under his straitjacket was his clothes. Oh, you said ripped out of his clothes. Oh, yeah, sorry. No, no, no. Anytime I can go to nudity, I immediately go to nudity. (laughs) Much better movie. Uh, yeah. It's like, what was Lurch packing? Let me know. Well, what's weird is why they hit him is because um, Gomez is getting a blowjob from Morticia. Um, super, I'm kidding. Super that is weird. That is weird. I, yeah. All of a sudden, I want to watch this movie. I don't know why, but all of a sudden, I'm interested. Um, uh, that's the funny only be- other thing I had was wondering where all the arachnids are hiding. I thought that was great. I was. Thank you. That yeah. was that was my controversial one. And then surfing the web afterwards, when uh-huh. I don't even know what that means. It's yeah. ridiculousness. <laughs> Yeah. I also liked writing the, the, the sin about nature being the worst. Thank like, you. Another thing I appreciate. Because I uh, I know the narrator hates nature. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I, I know this about him. I agree with that. He hates nature. Uh, I did want to say, though, um, after we had put this, uh, you know, we'd gone through the editing, we'd, we'd scoured over it multiple times. We're in the final moment. I realized that technically when they hit Lurch in the road, it would have been manslaughter and not a homicide but it was too late to ask her uh, for fi- to fix nice, it nice but i was like oh technically that would have been manslaughter yeah because <laughs> they didn't intend they <laughs> didn't intentionally slaughter. hit him yeah. yeah so i i just wanted to out myself there and that's fine well and, done i dropped the ball well done. Well done. i'm sorry everybody uh very nice um man good stuff all around uh it was kind of interesting watching two for movies i hadn't seen you know and just kind of experiencing that on that level this week so that was that was kind of fun uh let's move on to keeping tab enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet when you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features live betting options and the best daily promotions in the business and with BetMGM at your fingertips every play and every game matters more than ever place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Hey, podcast peeps, it's me again. Um, mm-hmm. those are my dogs. Mm-hmm. Those are my. Uh, every time I try to talk, wow. Uh, is this how Aaron feels when we're? Okay, we're gonna try this. I just wanted to tell you about the survey again, which is at cinemasense.com slash BTS. So go fill it out. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another. Ha ha! 
Oh, jeez. This is the most public yet of my many humiliations. We're each going to tell a story from putting together the week's content. Could Sit be... down, let us tell you a story. Oh, it's going to be a Google search, some strange <laughs> research, maybe a deleted sin, whatever we want to do. Uh, Danae and I have hinted at ours, so let's start with Jonathan, because we have no idea what Jonathan's coming to us with. Oh, so I um I looked up, I'm trying to, I, now I can't, I didn't write down what it was for, and I'm trying to remember. I think it was, was it, I guess it was Walking Dead where I did this, but I did one of those... Um, um, where we we put in the the college band or the high school band um just like really weird music genres mm-hmm. yeah um and i was just doing some research on those and uh just this is how i i just can't, i found this crazy list of all these just weird music genres and um so i'll just say a few of them one of them is uh math core ooh fun which is something that makes use of unusual time signatures oh interesting yeah Yes, there's also crunk core, which combines crunk hip hop with elements of screamo, and I don't know what any of that means. Of course. <laughs> there is um, Russian chanson, which is Russian songs based on the themes of the urban underclass and often criminal underworld. <laughs> and then um, one of my favorites was um, danger music. <laughs> which is an experimental form of 20th and 21st century classical music. But it's based on the concept that some pieces of music can cause harm. So because of that, the performances are always canceled. So then it becomes a political or philosophical statement. So it's not actually music that you hear. Yeah. But it still has a category. That's hilarious. That's amazing. <laughs> we like our And then category. I think one of the ones I actually used was chiptune which is uh, sound textures that are synthesized or sequenced. Right, yeah, yeah. And the example is it's most often accomplished on Nintendo Game Boys, which then led to an associated genre called Nintendo Core. Yeah. There you go. I used to call that stuff like 8-bit music. Um, Yeah. But yeah, I love that stuff, actually. Um, there's a there's a group oh, I can't remember their name. It's like uh, I wish I could remember their name because I really enjoyed their stuff. But it's very much that chip tune kind of idea. Yeah, um, it's cool stuff. Danae, you want to go go next or? Yeah, you... I mean, mine's gonna be really fast because okay. we already talked about it and yeah. then explained it while we were talking about it. So I learned what a bottle episode meant because I was looking oh, yeah, at yeah. why people oh, would neat. have liked the fly mm-hmm. um, episode and. In the forums, it's like, this is a bottle episode. And I'm like, okay, let's go look what that means. So I just had a sort of deep dive into the world of Did you see television. other like examples of bottle episodes? I know Seinfeld has the the one at the restaurant that's pretty famous. Um, they're, they're, I, I find them fascinating. Um, the Box by Brooklyn Nine-Nine. For Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Okay, yeah. Um, the one where no one's ready for yes, Friends correct. was mm-hmm. mentioned. And then... Uh, and we send that, by the way. That's another bottle mm-hmm. episode we send, yeah. And the Edge of Destruction Doctor Who was mentioned. Yes. All of those were on a Wikipedia article that I found as I was attempting to learn more about what bottle episode means. And then as I was watching the fly, uh, I don't know if it was... It was technically like, I don't know if it was a bottle episode in that. Did they need, did they want to do this? Were they forced to do that? Because the Mm. interesting thing about this sort of genre of episodes is like a lot of times from what I was learning, it's yeah, if there's a budget problem or if the cast isn't ready, like if they can't get the full cast, so they'll do something where they go into a limited space where Mm -hmm. they can kind of shoot in one location and really like lower their budget. So I don't know if that's what 
the episode if they had to do that so it's sort of the fly was born of a need or if this is what they were actually wanting to do since it was so so different but either way it's definitely considered a bottle episode by most people who um were talking about it in various forums as to why it was different and popular uh so i just kind of learned that that was a thing and i get it making stuff is expensive yeah sometimes you're like you know what what if we shot the entire thing in this bathroom and we didn't leave it all and let's just make it a lot of conversation no action no blowing up of cars <laughs> nothing burning <laughs> so yeah 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 that's what Very i nice. learned mm-hmm. um i did some research on pregnancy euphemisms um because it struck me uh when the character says she's about to pop just how I don't know, not offensive. That would probably be too strong a word, but I was just like, that's not really flattering. That's not. And then I started thinking of all the different ways we talk about women who are pregnant and they all seemed very unflattering. And I was like, okay, obviously this is something that these words have been defined by men talking about women. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's kind of one of those interesting explorations. And I found some good articles. There were certainly some, you know, lists of, you know, euphemisms for pregnancy. Was it on the list? Was the list titled what not to say? (laughs) Pretty much. Well, that's what's amazing (laughs) about this is pretty much everything we would say about a pregnant woman is what not to say. And I I think the lesson, (laughs) if there is one from all this, is maybe just, you know, don't make a big deal about it other than talking about it with them. (laughs) Just calling them pregnant. That's fine. You you can just say, oh, I see that you're pregnant, but don't say very pregnant. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Um, So I want to go through a few of these just to kind of give an example of what I'm talking about. Some of them come from uh, the idea of violence, like knocked up is actually comes from like a violent, uh, you know, idea or a violent source. I like this part of the, the article because it kind of shows you how men's aggression defines even words about women like the idea of even sexual words like um you know bang or those kind of things you know there's aggressiveness to them uh and the same is true with uh knocked up um and then euphemisms where it tries to make it sound uh, beautiful or interesting like bun in the oven is another Mm -hmm. big one um in a family way uh, is one that people use. Have you ever heard that one? No. She's in a family way. Oh, I see. It's like you're walking around it and you're afraid to say it, you know, well, here's as the, a euphemism. Here's the thing I learned so a long, long time ago. Just don't comment. Just, yes, just that's what don't. I'm saying. That's the ultimate lesson. Even if don't you comment. are the most wonderful person and you have the best intentions and your heart is pure gold and you see a woman who's pregnant, don't comment on it because you yeah. don't know what that person's circumstances are, her preferences, how she's feeling about being pregnant. You know, you can say, you look beautiful today. I mean, if you feel like you want to comment on someone's beauty Mm -hmm. or, you know... I hope you're having a good day today. So yeah. Those things are just as effective. Or I hope your pregnancy is going well. No. Like if you're, no, if you're friends. Like if you're. I'm just saying if you're not friends. Yeah. Like, no, I know. Yeah, yeah. 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 I wouldn't even say that because you just don't know. So so I want to get to some more of these. Uh, expecting is certainly one that people use. Um, mm-hmm. But all of these is this idea that we have to tiptoe around the fact that women are pregnant. And a lot of that has to do with the cultural idea that a woman's sexuality is shameful. In some way, it's like, you know, if we talk about them being pregnant, it means they had sex. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of thing. No. And you might think that's just crazy. But this is so true because le- le- my grandmother, who is now, I mean, that's what my grandmother's three generations mm-hmm. away from me. So that's not very long ago. She was not 
like we live in the Midwest. Um, at a certain time of being pregnant, you were not supposed to even go in public to show that you were pregnant. This was to church, going to the grocery yep. store. Yep. If you were showing, if your body shape had changed Maternity to the point where corsets. you were showing, you were not supposed to go out in public because it was shameful. They legitimately had you, corsets. Even if you're married. Yeah. You weren't supposed to show and you weren't supposed to talk about it. Because it was a visual indication that you had had sex. And you certainly aren't supposed to breastfeed anywhere near people. Right. So like there has been so much that's changed. And she was kind of talking to me about like her experience. She was actually knocked unconscious by medication and forced to have a child because that's how they gave birth back then. You weren't even like you weren't even awake to give birth. So, yeah, this is a whole area where culture really, really is is pretty fucked up. So That's, here that is very messed up. Isn't that crazy? Here are some of the worst ones. Oh, good. Uh, in a fix um, shot in the tail out of circulation, um, which, boy, what a male you know viewpoint Shit. that is like calling somebody pregnant. Man, well, she's out are of circulation. You wanting to piss me off? No, like, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, just I, I'm wanting people to understand how their words <laughs> impact. Like you, you want know. to make me mad. <laughs> then they're the ones to avoid because they have to do with growth. Parents you know, killing themselves in, in water and <laughs> some dude shooting his family and then being rescued. And now we're talking about pregnancy. Uh, the idea of calling somebody pregnant, saying she's filling out her clothes. Um, she's brought in the hips. She's lumpy. She's going to pop. All those are talking about the size unavoidable. Uh, um, but let's get to the ones that I liked uh, that maybe we go with. One that people like is wearing the hatching jacket. But my favorite is the Egyptian flu. She has the Egyptian flu um, because she's going to be a mummy. I mean, come on. That's fun at least, right? No, that's cute. I know what you're trying to do. It's not working for me. <laughs> <laughs> what am I, I want trying to go to back do? to something Aaron said about uh, you have to have sex to get pregnant. And I'm, you know, I mean, I don't think that's true because my sisters had immaculate conception five times. It's crazy. <laughs> that's right. I know. That's right. My parents did too. But, yeah. You know, yeah. Obviously. Actually, technically, you don't have to have sex no, to that's get true. pregnant anymore. That is, that is true. Technology does allow it other ways. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, yeah, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Um, there, What I found was there are no legitimate words that show the beauty and the strength of what pregnancy really is. And so, and the terror, and the terror. No, honestly, all of that. And and yeah. so I went. That's why with, you uh, just don't talk about it? Go. Well, that's why I went with you know baby making badasses. I was like, you know, that's that's at least I think a, an honoring way of you know understanding the. I definitely felt when I read that sin, I was like, I would wear that badge. Yeah, I'd put that one on my jacket and baby making badass. Although now it sounds like I'm fertile Myrtle. I don't want to. <laughs> So I don't want to go there. That's right. Fair point. Fair point. All right. I am a singular baby making badass, (laughs) meaning I have, I, I, I did it. That's right. I done did it. We're good. All right. Ready to move on to the comment section. Boy, am I ever. (laughs) I'm excited. All my comments are about pregnant people. Dang it. (laughs) And, 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 and and the end of the mist. (laughs) I want to start. All right. I want to know what you're thinking. I appreciate your honesty. You're a real straight shooter. You are the ones who are the ball lickers. We're each going to pick a comment or two to respond to from the week's videos. Uh, what do you got, Danae? Um, I'm not following the rules. This isn't a comment from a video. This is a comment in general. So Jeremy... That's t- fine. That's totally following the rules. Jeremy tweeted, if you're on Twitter, uh, he's at CinemaSense. He tweeted about potential merch that might be coming down mm. the mo- down the pipeline. Um, so yeah, we're going to be having some like BTS merch. We're going to have some Syncast merch and just kind of all 
Cross were working behind the scenes to make it happen. But I loved that he tweeted about it because people were giving their opinions about like what you should say on a shirt or a mug or Mm -hmm. all these catchphrases, not just for one channel, but for all of the channels. So Chandler said, "Uh, how about a shirt that comes only in 8XL and says this shirt reminds me of my college girlfriend, which (laughs) I thought was really funny. Um, And then also followed closely by, quote, oh, sorry, I was on Discord for (laughs) CinemaSins BTS. <laughs> I love that so much. Um, there's so many. I could literally read. We'll throw a couple more in there. All of the ones of that have been said and like super enjoy it. How about this one from Liam? What was that, Aaron? I was doodling. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? Somebody somebody called me out on one of my go tos, uh, which is the word fascinating, wasn't it? I yeah. Think somebody said it could just be Aaron with the oh, thought, that's fascinating. The word, the word bubble saying, "Oh, that's fascinating." And mm-hmm. you're so right. That's definitely in the bts drinking game uh for sure i think we should now have one with danae with the bubble saying so what is the end of the mess <laughs> no i look i will regret that forever by, i regret everything i regret everything it's awful uh no that's fun stuff um feel free if you have any ideas uh to let us know yeah what email should they use <laughs> that's a that's a reference to the outtakes what what email should they send it to aaron <laughs> okay danae you asked merch ideas at cinemasins.com <laughs> you can send it to any of our email addresses or specifically merch ideas at cinemasins.com that'll be just fine oh my goodness uh all right what do you got jonathan um i've got uh one from uh the walking dead um somebody commented i guess either their name is i guess their name is one two three that's interesting um but they said uh for the walking dead episode they said no sin for needlessly killing a group of well-trained soldiers that could have just added to your group it seems really pointless I wanted to bring that up because they're referring to the fact that the governor, um, they ambushed some soldiers to mm-hmm. get all their guns and weapons and, I mean, their tanks and yeah. vehicles and, you know, all that stuff. And um, I actually thought about that, what this person was pointing out, that why wouldn't they just keep them? But I kind of took it to be that the governor wouldn't want somebody that could potentially take him out or... Oh yeah, no, it's the town. It's a total alpha dog thing. It's a total yeah. I can't I can't incorporate these people because I know you know I, you know, I don't know them and they are, you know, alpha mm-hmm. male type people who would, you know, want to lead and yeah, it's I, it made sense to me. Totally. But I do agree that it is you would think like, you know, a normal person would be like, "Hey, these people could help me." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, I agree. Um, yeah, yeah, no, that's good. Uh, mine, my favorite comment uh, of the week uh, was from uh, I'm going to say Kira Detell, uh, and this was on the boy video, I think. And she quotes the sin first. Uh, she's great at cinema sins, and then the the sin right after that is he's great at being an a hole. And then her comment was, "So they're both great at cinema sins." <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought yep. was really clever and funny. So well done. Well done, Kira. Very nicely done. Uh, all right. Let's move on to Beyond the Sins. To infinity and beyond. Somewhere beyond my wild history. To boldly go where no man has gone before. 
Let's each chat about something else in the world of pop culture that we want to make sure people know about. Um, I'll start this time because I'm dying to talk about Fantasy Island with somebody who has seen Fantasy Island. And Jonathan, <laughs> I know Just that... recorded you, a mini pod on that, too. I know. You know what? This is this a good time for me to go to the bathroom? <laughs> Maybe. Although I kind of... Well, no. I no, mean... No, I don't... This is nothing. Is there anything that's horrible? Like the <laughs> no. Are you guys going to talk about something horrible? No, no. Not at all. Not at all. Um, so it, it is technically a horror movie technically but it kind of in that way that the you know the first uh happy death day is technically a horror movie yeah technically um i i think it's even less of one than that to be honest i agree i totally agree i i had a lot of problems with this movie um but what's interesting for me is for about 70 to 80 percent of this movie i thought i actually might kind of like it Mm -hmm. um i enjoyed the characters i enjoyed the performances uh, I enjoyed conceptually what was going on and trying to figure out, you know, how these um, these fantasies that they're given from this island were going to interact, how that was going to, you know, resolve itself. Mm-hmm. And then it did resolve itself, and it was with a twist that made zero sense uh, thematically, made zero sense contextually. Uh, it was just, it was one of the most frustrating movie-going experiences I've had because it turned a, I kind of like this, into I hate this movie. Like, I just, I walked out so angry. Uh, yeah, no, it's 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 not a very good movie. Um, I do think the twist, though, in a better written movie would work beautifully. I, it could, it could. I like the overall idea of the twist. You'd have you would have to change a lot, though. The, <laughs> yeah, you would structurally, contextually, even thematically. Because what's crazy about this movie is it's doing some beautiful things, dealing with regret and dealing with like uh, you know choices you've made. It's, it's pretty heavy handed. <laughs> I guess, yeah, no, I guess you're right, but um, but at least, but for me, at least, it was trying to be more than just, you know, yeah, that's totally fair, a typical thing. No, you're right, it is a little bit pedantic. Well, and it also feels, especially until that twist, it feels very much like a pilot to a CW show. Yeah, um, part of that's probably the actors involved because a lot of the actors are known for television. Um, that might have something to do with it. Like, especially like Lucy Hale's on there. who mm-hmm. was on, you know, uh, uh, oh, I can't pretty little liars. And, yeah. uh, she's in the new Riverdale spinoff. Katie Kane, Maggie Q was on Nikita. And, um, I gotta tell like you the Maggie Q stuff is great. I loved her character. Like I, th- I thought she was great. I thought that story was great. Um, I I enjoyed even the uh, I forget the actor's name, but the military kind of story was mm-hmm. doing some interesting things for me. Um, I thought it was funny. Uh, I thought you know uh, a lot of it was was humorous and well done. Um, so <laughs> there's that great part though where he's like Michael Pena is talking to uh, is it Jimmy O Yang? Is that yes, his name? Yeah. Michael Pena's talking to him. He's like, remember, you've got to, you've got to, you know, play your fantasies out till they're fulfilled. And he's like, yeah, we didn't know what the fuck that meant. <laughs> yeah, none of us did. <laughs> yeah, no, I thought those two were hilarious together. Um, I thought there were some really good moments. I don't know. I was kind of digging. It. I was kind of like, oh, maybe PG thirteen horror is, is my thing. And then it was just like, oh, you're gonna make it make no sense. Great. I thought they could have done more with the fantasies to make it a little more interesting for me. It, it's too long. Um, but a lot of that. Has- has to do with the fact that they have to set up all these fantasies and it doesn't have to be a horror movie i think it, it tries way no, too hard it, it it doesn't become a horror movie till the end i mean one of the fantasies is more horror centric but that even that you could do a different way yes totally um no it, it totally becomes a different movie it's kind of like the boy in that way although the boy is always a horror movie but the boy 
is like a different type of horror movie for two thirds of it. And then it becomes some, you know, then it becomes a different subgenre. Yeah. Um, you kind of have something like that here. Um, and the fact that the only reason I even was thinking horror was because that's just the way they advertised it. Um, but, but yeah, you're right. It doesn't become a horror movie till there's about, I don't know, 10 minutes left, something like that. Yeah. 15 maybe. And then there's, and then towards the end, there's so much sad trombone, <laughs> uh horrible forced puns and forced you know <laughs> yeah. world development but i will say though like if it's already a bad movie i kind of enjoy that like over the top villain stuff yeah um like i i don't know i i just find that hilarious even it's not it's not good but it's just at least they're going for it um you know but i don't know yeah i just e- even i'm just specifically talking i guess I, although there are a few examples but the the biggest offender is the character that stays oh, on the I know island what you're oh now. my goodness i yeah just, no chris and i both talk about how terrible come that is on it's thought. so terrible and even yeah. even the you know the plane the plane which happens twice in this movie mm-hmm. that they make that reference is so unsubtle it's mm-hmm. just it's right in your face um yeah that, that I think, stuff is uh, annoying i think michael pena gives a pretty interesting performance because he's definitely summoning ricardo montalban and um yeah but i think mostly i just kind of felt sad for maggie q and lucy hale i just i feel like they could do better yeah i agree <laughs> anyways i had to get that off my chest and talk to somebody else who had seen it and see you know awesome. maybe if i was crazy um not but at yeah. all but there you go i just want to say for the record i totally gonna could have gone to the bathroom well you could have I, I, that wasn't I the thought, question you asked i thought maybe like there would have been like a moment for me to like i don't know have anything to do with that conversation <laughs> i super could have like slipped out did you ever watch the tv show asking if you needed to leave because we were going to talk about yeah we disturbing. thought you were like are we, are we going to freak you out by talking about oh it? no i mean i have to pee it's not a good time <laughs> the answer would have been yes should have been more clear <laughs> yes yes you should have which by the way is something i say about my pee occasionally yeah so uh continue uh jonathan what do you got um, I'm actually going to talk about podcasts. I didn't really watch anything that interesting. I did watch the pilot for Hunters. Did you watch that? The Amazon show? No, no. I've I've seen I've heard, you know, talk of this show. It seems like a, a big uh, like Amazon's going for it with this show or something. Yeah, it's super interesting. I feel like I need to watch a few more episodes before I have an opinion on it. But I would I would check it out. Okay. That's really the only new thing I watch. But I um there's a, a podcast I've been listening to for the last few months that's really picked up in my rotation and kind of become something I go to like as soon as it, the new episode drops. And it's this podcast called Screen Drafts. Have you ever heard of this, Aaron? No, I haven't. So what it is is it's these uh, this couple of guys, and I I assume they're in L.A. because I feel like most of their guests are people that probably live in that area, and so they come up with a um, a franchise or a type of film or something to rank. And then they bring in two or three people um, and they treat it like a draft. Like basically you're drafting the positions uh, for the show, for the, for the movies. And they have, but they, but they do it really interesting where they have all these other, it's basically like playing a game. Um, yeah. It's like fantasy sports, but with get, movies. Uh, get vetoes. Certain people get veto overrides. Mm. Some of it's based on if they've played the game before, they might come in with like extra vetoes. And so it's just really fun to listen to how the lists shape up. For instance, they recently just did a Star Trek draft where they did every Star Trek film, like the Next Generation, the original series, and the new and the J.J. Abrams ones, uh, J.J. Abrams Universe, whatever you call that. Um, and it's re- it was really interesting as a Star Trek fan, as someone who knows what like the traditional rankings would be, right? What it ended up becoming. Like there are movies that are universally loathed by most Star Trek fans. 
But because there was somebody in there that likes that movie and was crafty with the way they use their vetoes, uh, some of the movies got up a little higher than you would expect. So oh, interesting. It's just, yeah, it's just, and I think I think you would enjoy it because you talk about Survivor and stuff. I know you like games like yeah. that. Where, yeah, no, it does sound interesting, yeah. Um, so it's it's really fun to just to figure out, you know, what they're going to do. And they've done a lot of different things. They did, um, um, I don't I don't think they've done, I was about to say they did James Bond, but I think that was something else I was thinking of. But they've done Trek, and they did one where they did uh, Giallo movies. Uh, they recently did one where they were doing the Universal Monsters. I haven't listened to that one yet. They just did uh, the twenty their top 20 of 2019. Um, they did a top 20 of the decade. So it's just, uh, it's, it's, it's really fun though. It's a, it's a, it's a good time. Um, and I look, that's, it's one that I look forward to every episode now. So. Do you know what, do you know what, uh, you know what that, that sounds like to me? That sounds, that sounds fascinating. sounds, (laughs) I find that fascinating. Drink up. (laughs) What about you, Danae? I am going to talk about a YouTube channel slash podcast. It is another one in the D&D vein. It's one that you guys have recommended to me multiple times. Uh, I've gotten this recommendation slash suggestion probably 10. So it's definitely one where I'm like, okay, okay, okay. So I um, wrapped up my binge of one show Mm -hmm. and I immediately started on Dimension 20's Fantasy High series. I have not finished it yet, but I think, could be wrong about this, I think it's like the story arc is complete. So it's, I don't think it's still releasing episodes. Mm. Uh, So if you want to see them play and you want to see like, you know, when there's a battle, they'll bring out a map and they'll have all the, your little character players on the map where you can, they're really cool maps. The, I, I usually will listen to the podcast and then if it's sounding like it's a pretty cool thing, I'll actually go to YouTube and fast forward so I can see like the map and, and see what they're doing. Um, but it's a really fun, uh, player characters. I think these are all people from college humor, which is now dissolved. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there oh, is, mm-hmm. yeah, Interesting. there, the college humor, I think it was like what, three weeks ago. It's been recent, maybe in the last month, oh, wow. uh, they lost their financial backer. And so mm. the entire company collapsed and so there's oh no yeah there's one person that still i think has rights to it and is trying to do their best to piece everything together and keep their best content afloat for a time i only know about it because um there's a podcast i listen to that i've mentioned multiple times not another D podcast it's one of my absolute favorites uh a lot of the people that are on that one came from that college humor type space or at least they all used to work together to some capacity over in that environment and so he they were tweeting about it like mm-hmm. if you guys are hiring anybody these guys are great they're amazing you know help our friends find new jobs this is a really sad day kind of a thing so that's the only reason i kind of knew about it it mm. sort of you know rippled across my twitter sphere Anyhow, I am super impressed with this show. Nice. Uh, It is a lot of fun. The the guy who's the dungeon master, who's doing all the voices for these different characters, is incredibly talented. Like, it kind of blows my mind how talented he is. I wonder if I can find his name real quick, because you guys might know him. Um, Brennan Lee Mulligan is his name. Uh, The cast is really really fun 
Uh, they have a really great crew and production. So as you're listening to the podcast, you're hearing sounds. So let's say that there's like a slash or something, you know, someone like hit somebody with a sword. You're actually kind of hearing that sword swoosh. Very cool. So there's more kind of an interactive feel to listening to it. Or, Some more post-production kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. They, they've also done that in the production of the video as well. So um, it's really clever how they've kind of mixed things in whenever. Say say, uh, say you, you that, you know, when you'll hear a slash thing again. <laughs> no. <laughs> Fine. Continue. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't know what you wanted until I was, I was swishing. It was too late. I was trying to. I was trying to have our podcast incorporate stuff. And you just beat me to it. Uh, I still like. What was the scoop? It was like. <laughs> oh my god! When I listened to that last week, I was like, "What the hell was that?" Yeah, that actually sounded weirder uh, listening back to it than it did live. No, but was super awkward. <laughs> It came out of my mouth, and I just, all I can remember is that my cheeks got stuck. (laughs) And so I was just reliving that weird feeling in my mouth over Uh and over again. Yes. Anyway, uh, highly, highly recommend it. If you're looking for another one, or even maybe you just want to like look at one to start with, the good thing about this one is they chop them up into bite-sized episodes. You're not going to be listening to or watching something on YouTube that's a four-hour gaming session. These are cut down into two. It's <laughs> <laughs> not as bad. It's feature-length film, at least. Uh, so I love listening to it for podcasts. They do a really good job of kind of stopping and saying, okay, tune in next time, and we're going to do this. It's just been, I don't know, I'm, I'm really impressed with how well it was made. Very um, cool. So I'm really super enjoying so it. So this is Fantasy High? It's called Fantasy High. So see... Fantasy High, Fantasy Island. You could have had conversation there. Oh, maybe I could have. No, no. I was just thinking it's the fantasy edition of Beyond the Sins because even yours, Jonathan, was kind of about fantasy sports, you know, in movies. Whoa. So that's true. Wow, so, that was drafting. an accident. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, if you decide to check it out, I would love to know what you think. You can always message me. I am Danae at CinemaSins dot com. Just in case you want to know my <laughs> do email. You want, do you want an email? Or you can send uh, it to D and D at. Yes. <laughs> Fantasy high thoughts at CinemaSins. <laughs> Don't, because then I'm going to have to make it. <laughs> Dang it, no, I have to make it. No, you don't. No, you don't. (laughs) Uh, You know what else I want to mention? Just before we close out, uh, Jonathan, you had mentioned in your Beyond the Sins a while back about Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. Mm -hmm. uh, Did you go watch it? And mentioned that you thought I would enjoy it. Uh, I love Mm -hmm. it. It is. I've seen three episodes now, now that it's airing every week. Because the first episode came out long before it was, you know, supposed to start airing. Yeah, they had like a premiere. It was was after some, some event. I don't remember why they premiered it. So uh, I, I think there are three episodes out now. I've watched all three. Uh, I am in love with this show. So yeah. hardcore. It hits all my musical buttons. Uh, the cast is lovely and likable. And mm-hmm. uh, I just I'm, I'm having a great time with it. So um, I wanted to back up your your recommendation from a while. Oh, back. Thank you. Yeah. Who is the it's uh, is it Jane Levy? Did I say that right? That didn't it sound right. Could be. I, I don't have it in front of me. I just, you know. I'm just having such a it is it is yeah. the best example um, since Glee probably of a show that understands how to be a TV musical mm-hmm. and to use the power of music to drive emotion in story and and by the way I, I shouldn't bring Glee into it because it's a hundred times better than Glee in my opinion um, but it's but it's kind of I, I know I, what you're saying yeah usually usually shows that incorporate music don't understand the power of musicals and this show definitely does it's it's pretty similar to Eli Stone which was actually a show I did not like that much 
but so that's kind of a weird comparison too but it but it kind of uses that type of structure i guess yeah so anyway. uh, Jane Levy is she is Zoe and um, she's a like a hidden gem. She's kind of like a I love her. Reminds me of Kristen Bell a little bit, her. but she was on a great sitcom from a few years back called Suburgatory. Yeah, I, I love her um, so and much. She was also on the first season of Castle Rock. So I am smitten. Um, I, I dig her a lot. Uh, well, that's going to do it, guys, for Behind the Sins this week. Don't forget to make sure you're subscribed. Go ahead and leave a comment or rating as well. Uh, you can hang out with us on Twitter. I'm at Aaron Dicer. She is at Danae Says. D-E-N-E-E-S-A-Y-S. And he is at Sam Loomis 13. So for Jonathan Watkins, Danae Hughes, and myself, we'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>
um, ice. What? Who? Who is the one that it's going to be a good day? I don't know. The meme. Ice cube. Ice cube. Yep. I almost said iced tea. Okay. <laughs> that's that's fair. I love no, ice tea. cube. Yeah, today is a good day. I didn't have to shoot my AK. Yep. <laughs> You didn't, you didn't know that was the second part? The no. no, I don't have the song in my mind. And I so- thought you were legit quoting the meme. No. I really did. That might be his that might be his biggest hit. Oh. I don't know. I'm a huge Ice Cube fan, so yeah. we need an Ice Cube trivia guy. I'm I'm your man. I oh like it gosh. I like it more than crushed ice. That's for sure. I like the, I like the cubes. <laughs> Mr. Jonathan. So yeah, Jonathan, you've really picked up on the whole, uh, you know, um, singlet thing. What's a singlet? I know what sixlets are. A singlet is the wrestling unitard that that I yeah. bought. Oh, oh, I don't know why. I just find it hilarious. Actually, my it's uh, my wife uh, Meredith told me that's what they call them because I was ex- telling her the story. Uh-huh. So she's like, "Oh yeah, it's singlet." It's true. I looked at some other ones after I had ordered this one. Which, by the way, I've tried it on. How'd it go? It was. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it was there. I just I can't stop envisioning you as Andre the Giant. Uh huh. No, that's about how. Well, and, and you're like a big dude, right? So, no, like it you could totally be a wrestler. <laughs> yep, it totally looks like I'm ready for the ring. Uh, totally. Um, it's interesting because it is definitely you know it's intended to be shapewear, and so the material it's made out of is like high grade lycra spandex kind of material. And man, it it squeezes me. Yeah. Is it like man spanks? Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's definitely. They they have man spanks though, right? Or is that what this is? That's basically what this is. Yeah. Shapewear. Yeah. So yeah, I tried it on. It is not comfortable. I'm kind of debating whether I can, whether it's worth it to live, you know, a day in that. Like if I'm at an event or something. You should try it out at Sin Week. Yeah. Try it out at Sin Week because here's, here's the good news. The good news is that everyone will know. Yeah, that's true. And so you can have a jokey conversation about yeah. it. Try to find my crack. Go ahead. See if you can spot it. <laughs> no, that is not a game spot we're playing. Spot my crack. <laughs> it's the new fun game we're playing at Sin Week. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, that's that's. I probably will try it out there. I just it's one of those things where it's mm-hmm. like how you, balancing like the modesty for other people kind of thing versus the discomfort of wearing it. It's not horrible and you kind of get used to it. Then after I took it off, after having worn it for a few hours, mm-hmm. um, I felt the blood like rush back to my body. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, that can't be too good. Right. And then I thought, well, these are the kind of things that actually people wear post-surgery, right? Like yeah. to hold stuff together. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know. I'd still be pulling my pants up all day because I can't stand that feeling. So are you going to try? Know that that would oh my god! Oh, I couldn't even feel it. But that's the thing. I couldn't tell if my pants were riding down. Like you know, right. and so I didn't even think about it. I didn't. I did not worry about um, you know hiking that's up weird my pants. The belts don't work for you. It is weird, man. It doesn't matter how tight I get them. It's just the way I'm shaped. It just, huh. it just, it sags. He's a potato man. Well, and I also started once I got a gut. As I got older, I found that you also not only do you have no butt, but you also have a gut that is pushing your pants right, down. Right, exactly. Yeah. So it's like, uh, and I'm a weird, like I'm a 35, which is, but like I'm a 35 waist and a 32 length, which is like impossible to find. So I typically get 36. So I'm so I'm already I'm already like too big in the waist as it is. Yeah. You know, it's just uh, I've gone just life uh, as a life as a semi fat person. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm back to being <laughs> semi fat as opposed to just really fat. Um, I was uh, waist 50. Uh, actually, I got up to 52 at one point. 
Uh, and now I'm at 40. So I've dropped 12 inches off my waist. Wow. Um, but good for you. Yeah. So well, you're also tall and that factors in totally. I mean, to, yeah, for sure. Cause if you were like a, if you were like a 33 waist or something, oh that, my that goodness. Be... <laughs> I have a, an appropriate question. No, it's everyone's uh, favorite. Yeah. So if, if a woman wears like Spanx or uh-huh. something like we sometimes oh God, I have thought to... you were about to ask about a penis. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> well, so I think she is. I am. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Like how do you go to the back? Cause for us, if I've worn stuff in the past, like a jumpsuit, I have mm-hmm. to take everything, everything off. Yeah. Well, well, it's a little easier as a guy. You just put a little, you know, escape hatch in the proper place uh, for urination. But so you cut him? What? Your unitard? No, it, can't, it came that way. It, com- oh, it comes with a, because, you know. It's, it's a do. It's meant for yeah. dudes. The one, the one loose part on it is the crotch. It's like, we're not going to squeeze you there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, we care about you're your, okay, your, your parts. You know? Yeah. Uh, we, okay. we, left the, we left enough room in here if you want to stuff a grapefruit in there or a softball in there, you know. Oh. Wow. <laughs> this also has a back hatch. There's a zipper on the back of this thing that apparently if you need to sit down, <laughs> you can. There's no way I'm trying that because it's <laughs> just it's just this tiny little, little zipper. The zipper? I, yeah. It's like a zipper that goes down the butt. <laughs> basically... <laughs> In line with your this crack. This is starting to sound like this is not, this is for some kind of playing around. But go ahead. What did you buy? This is get material. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I didn't understand the leather mask that came with it, but yeah, you know. I was going to say, did it come whatever. with a mask? Oh my gosh. And there was this, there was like this beautiful, uh, like black rod with like flowering things coming off the end. I have no idea what that was for. But anyways. no. And so, a necklace. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Beautiful Guys. necklace. Oh, <laughs> so, no. I beautiful pearl pearls. necklace. I had no I idea. I regret everything. <laughs> so, anyways, the zipper goes straight down the crack. But it doesn't, like, when you unzip it, it barely separates because this thing is so tight. <laughs> it's like you're, you're getting crap all over that thing if you try. I promise you it's not going to work. And then it's impossible to zip back up. Like, you cannot. I had to take it off to get it zipped back up. (laughs) You're like, Jen. (laughs) Zip up my butt Zip my crack. (laughs) Oh, my God. No. Oh, yes. Does that mean that technically if you unzipped it, that you would still be seeing your crack? It would just be a zip crack? Yes. Yes. This completely eliminates yep. the whole thing. Like, yes. the whole purpose of getting this is to cover your butt crack, <laughs> which right. then unzips to reveal your butt crack. <laughs> yes. Thankfully, it's like way lower, you know, oh butt crack. God. But and it's the upper uh, butt crack that gets me usually. You should, just, but. you should just you should just bite the bullet and just go ahead and get into depends early because <laughs> that yes. I mean, a that would you know that would help you out if you're on the go and oh, no. uh, and you wouldn't show your butt crack. Yeah. I, I did look after. I was like, why didn't I buy this? They do have ones that are just like high waisted spanks <laughs> that you. They're just shorts, and you just pull the waist up mm. to like your your chest. What? Like a tube? Yeah, like a tube. Well, that's what I originally thought, but then you went <laughs> full body suit. Listen, <laughs> if nothing else, it's good for the walls. All right, it's good for the but, what? Hey, Danae, but they have like body suits that aren't for shapewear, right? Mm. That. I just I don't even understand why you would want to wear that. Oh my gosh! Because um, I can't even imagine how big of a pain in the ass it is to go to. The, I can't imagine how big of a pain in the ass it is to go to the bathroom as a woman in the first place, especially in a public restroom. Oh, it's awful! Um, oh, it's awful! But... You really do develop really strong quads so that you can hover. Hoover? Oh my, I, you'd have to hover. 
Yeah. I, when I've worn like a jumpsuit in the past, especially for public restrooms, the thing is, is like you don't want any fabric to get onto the ground. Right. So Mm-mm. you're trying to hold up the pants. Like you roll mm-hmm. them up to your knees. I just assume you basically took it off and hung it on the hook in the and stall. Then, and then just. And, well, but even to take it off, you don't want the fabric to like run along the ground because the ground is so disgusting in a lot of right. places. So then you're so like. So you take it off outside the bathroom. Then you just walk completely <laughs> just, nude around. Yeah, right. It's really hard because you're juggling so many things. You've got like a bag. You've got the pants that you don't want to touch. If you're wearing a jumpsuit, you have to take that down. And so then you're also holding that kind of up so it doesn't fall into the toilet. Mm-hmm. So it's this whole pretzel situation. Yeah. You know, it's a very, it, I I only wore a jumpsuit twice and I was like, this isn't for me. This yeah. isn't for me. I, I Is there any possible, you know, this is a, a, a question, you know, for from someone who doesn't have a vagina. Uh, is there any possible way you can just move stuff to the side or yes. is it just too, like, I don't no, know how no, you direct can. you can direct your stream. So you, you, there's always a chance. It's very messy. Just to, it just kind of depends. There's fab, there's folds of stuff down there that <laughs> can disrupt the stream. I've heard that like with swimsuits, right? You can do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really. I've... So you can do that. Yes. Okay. It's you, just a yeah. risk. Well, the thing is, is that once you like move it over to the side, you have to hold it in place while also using your other hand to wipe. Mm. Yeah, that it, would be a problem. Unless yeah. you decide not to wipe, which that's a personal decision that you get to make. But for me, I do. So then it's like this sort of it might s- like snap back across mm-hmm. and, and, oh. and like get wet. So oh, yeah, it's yeah. just it's a very everything is tricky. Everything is tricky. <laughs> Everything is tricky when you have a vagina. I was thinking about everything is tricky when it gets in the stream. <laughs> no, that works. That's a better rhyme scheme <laughs> for sure. One of the cool Sorry. things that we do on this show is we try to normalize conversations Absolutely. about body. Is so here we're just doing it? Hundred percent. I kind of enjoy that we're able to talk about that. Though. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Send your vagina and penis questions. <laughs> Two no. pics or it didn't happen. <laughs> Did I make that email for you? Yes, I've gotten emails to it. <laughs> pics or it didn't happen at cinemasins.com. <laughs> Did somebody send you? Did somebody really send you a picture of toes, though? Oh yeah, yeah. I got did several somebody, pictures uh, of toes. Somebody made a joke to me on Twitter that like, I hope you weren't offended when I sent you that. He's like, but maybe I sent that to Aaron. Oh I was like, gosh, no, I think he's being so legit. Funny. I was like, yeah, please don't send that to me. Oh my gosh. Yes, we got several toe pictures. None of them are you know as crazy as the toes uh, in the picture so that was confirmed uh recently most recently it was used because jeremy tweeted about a giant pepper and he was like oh my goodness i've never seen a pepper this big do you remember this twitter this uh tweet oh yeah 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 okay he put mm -hmm. it next to a banana and And i was like that is a giant pepper i've never seen a pepper and people were like yeah their peppers that big all and so i got at pixar it didn't happen at cinemasins.com I mentioned that, uh, and I got several pictures of giant peppers, and so... Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I love that we get to make up emails. <laughs> Send your email suggestions to us. <laughs> yes, please do. We are not asking for public please, restroom pictures, Please, though. Please send your email uh, name suggestions to email names at cinemasins.com. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go make it right now. Because, listen, guys, they gave me access to the admin panel, and I can't. That's right. (laughs) If they didn't want it to happen, they shouldn't have let me do this. Email, what would you say? Email names. Email names at (laughs) cinemasins.com. Send 
<laughs> Send your creative email names to email names at cinemasins.com. Oh, no. I just made it. Email names. We actually have it now. Nice. <laughs> I wonder if they're going to be like, we really need to limit her access (laughs) (laughs) to our admin panel. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Oh, it's good stuff. I have an announcement for the outtakes this week. Okay. Okay, so super quick update. I wanted to give you guys an update about mailing out stickers. Oh, okay. I'm super behind on my estimated mailing date. I have hit multiple snags, some of which are pretty big. Like, I may have to handwrite 150 envelopes if I can't figure out this one issue that is printing labels. So I got really, really sick. That pushed me back like a week and a half. The house selling pushed me back another little bit. But the biggest one is I have tried to print these labels and it's just not working. And so if I can't figure it out soon, I'm probably going to have to just handwrite them and that's going to take even longer. But I haven't mailed them yet. So uh, I apologize, number one. I'm behind schedule there. But number two, don't panic. Nobody has gotten them and, and, you know, you're not missing out. Everyone's missing out. Yeah. So I'm sorry about that. I just wanted to give you guys an update. Okay. Yeah. If you have any comments about that, send them to Behind the Sins Labeling Issue at CinemaSins.com. <laughs> don't do it. Do you remember how I said I wanted to do a giveaway when we got to 50 reviews? Yeah. We're at 48 five-star ratings. Nice. But we only have 13 reviews. Oh, well, then we need... I think ratings should count. No, 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 no. no. We need 37 more reviews. (laughs) (laughs) We need to have more... Oh, you're saying you want it to be reviews so you don't have to do a giveaway. Okay. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. No, I'm saying we want reviews. Uh, We're all... But I mean, ratings ratings help with the algorithm too, right? Super help. But actually written reviews, like, this is what I like about the show, Mm -hmm. actually is... It's what makes it go up charts even and higher. In general, everybody who leaves a review does a rating because the rating's the easy part. But then I feel bad because we are literally just a couple people away from having 50 five-star ratings, which is nice. super awesome. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. But I guess we need to clarify, we meant written reviews. Yeah, yeah. So if if you guys 37 are, to go. If you're looking forward to having a giveaway, which you should be because I'm going to do it. Even if I have to pay for it myself. Yeah. Because I, by the way, haven't got that approved yet because I didn't think it happened. Soon. <laughs> but, it, you know, we still have some time now. Yeah. So we've got 13 written reviews. We have bumped that up. And let us know if you do one. Uh, send either yes or no Aaron to Dexter! did I write a iTunes review <laughs> at CinemaSins. Don't do it. This how, is my new favorite. How thing. are they going to know which one? <laughs> when will that joke get old? Oh, I don't never. know that it will. You can always come up with something else. Here's the problem. People are going to start sending them to those and I'm not going to keep making them for you. I'm not. I'm not doing it. And if you think that joke's getting old, <laughs> please send it to... Do you want to build a snowman? <laughs> That's my impression of Danae singing a Frozen song. (laughs) Well, it was stunning. I found it fascinating. I watched Frozen 2. I think I told you guys that last week. I watched it. And um, there's this really high... I think her name is Aurora, maybe? She's just a singer. And she does does that real high, like... (laughs) That thing. Uh Uh-huh. That Mm -hmm. was pretty good. Oh, thank you. I had a frog in my throat. (laughs) I can try to sing it more operatic later after I clear my phlegm for you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, are you eating an ice cream cone? Shut up. (laughs) 
Anyways, what about Aurora? Doesn't matter now. Oh, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Did you like Frozen 2? Uh, yeah, I think so. There were some things that really annoyed me about yeah, it. But I, that's I, me. I really don't know what I think of that. And we reviewed it. That was the one Mackenzie was on. And oh, I, yeah. I, still, I still don't know what I think of it. Yeah. I'm... It's, a, it's a weird little movie. Well, there's some stuff about it that frustrate me because it's so much about them winking at the audience that they saw the first movie. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, just like, totally. okay, how about you just be the movie that you are and stop Thank you. winking at everybody like, hey, we're growing up. We're all getting a little bit older and our flag is always going to fly. You know, hey, blah, blah, blah. Can, can just... I tell you the biggest example of that that annoyed the snot out of me is when when she is seeing, remind me their, their name, Aunt. Uh, Elsa, 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 I think Elsa. Mm-hmm. When Elsa is seeing the ice representations of her life through that story, mm-hmm. and one of them is singing "Let It Go," and she looks at that character like, "Oh, I'm done with that." Yeah. Why is she done with that? It's been three we're years. done with that. Yeah, we heard it over and over again. She loves that song. That song mm-hmm. means a lot to. Her. That made me so mad. Yeah. That's an example of that winking where it's like uh-huh. that's only for the audience. That character would not react that way. Yeah. to hearing herself sing beautifully a song oh, that's. It, so, to her. so many of those and even when they're playing charades and like Olaf turns into Elsa and walks forward and has like the little hip sway thing right. it's funny it, it's, Olaf is funny I just I was like okay mm-hmm. are we gonna keep doing this and, and we then, did <laughs> oh it has multiple times it does that yeah. so that that was a little bit frustrating to me I think you know the whole movie is about not being able to control things and you know things are going to change even if you don't have control and that means sometimes people leave or die you know mm-hmm. or become gods is she a goddess now yeah i think she is like she's not There's... even a human anymore was she ever a human? director's cut with it has a different ending and uh christoph in the car <laughs> jonathan i hate Sorry. you i hate you the frozen mist Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. <laughs> 